0: Hello and welcome to very much Earth, Dark Anya. I'm
1: your Anya. Ar- 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 I got Darkonia. <laughs> gotta Konya. toss a little tilde over that end oh, and your a little logo idea in there <laughs> for
0: the
2: Spanish Onion.
1: viewers.
0: <laughs> uh, we're moving on. I'm, I'm your host Harrison Corda here to introduce you to my co-host Matthew Easdale.
2: Hey, what's up, you guys?
0: A very welcome good double Earth's thumbs Arcana. up from Matthew. <laughs> yes, uh, here to introduce you to Eli Nicholas
1: what's up very much earth arcana nation it's me eli nicholas let's get started with the podcast
0: oh no and that one person wow of wow. course you say that <laughs> when we finally have a woman on the show
3: and
2: <laughs> you, you include is. my <laughs>
0: wife
3: it's all right this is this is not a safe space for women <laughs>
0: This is d d after all. Uh, no, of course you're kidding. We, of course, would like to give a warm welcome to a very special guest, Maddie... Easdale
3: now. I should, have,
0: I should have cleared that before we started. <laughs>
3: that's okay, I'll forget. you.
2: It's, it's in the recording now, and there's no way to take it out. <laughs> no way to take well, it
3: out. I guess that's that.
0: We're happy to introduce Maddie Eastdale
3: Hello, hello. This is my first time here, and I'm happy to be here.
0: Excellent. It made ever. it sound like you were
2: lying and you had
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> Good job reading the script we gave um, you, Maddie. This is my
3: first time ever.
0: Yes. Thank like, you. Yeah. You're kind of blinking a lot during, you know, that. Is episode. that Morse yeah. yeah. code? <laughs> so today uh, we're playing our first play test, which just means one shot, which just means for those at home, playing one game of D&D and then quitting. <laughs> the story will wrap up. Or have like a Twilight Zone-esque twist that is like, oh, that's kind that's kind of an ending, though. That didn't really was set up at all, you know. And then the entire show is building up to a twist at the end of every episode. So every episode has to have a good twist. And if the twist is bad, then it ruins the whole show. And that was a review of the Twilight Zone real quick. That <laughs> okay, a quick review of the Twilight Zone and a very long introduction to the show. You guys ready to just jump in? I'm ready to just jump, jump in. Let's just jump right into it. <laughs> A bit of opening prose, key the music, Harrison. You may know some coastal towns in Oregon, or you may not with how little it stretches along the west coast. Towns in Oregon get their passerbys and their tours from time to time, often due to different things. Florence, Oregon, standing out as the jewel of the south coast with these sand dunes found nowhere else in Oregon, or there for a mysterious 200-foot elevator ride down to witness caves stretching all along the south coast underground. On the opposite end of the coast lies Astoria, Oregon, passerbys taking the best view of the Columbia River they can, with all manner of ships passing through on a daily basis, for trade and other purposes. The massive maritime museum is for tourists to get a complete picture of Oregon's nautical history as well. And a few miles down from the coast of Astoria, past a dense forest and multiple rocky beaches, lies a quaint town of pride pines, which offers well, they don't offer much these days. Pride Pines had been a town of industry, though PHR Pride was the man who ran his family dynasty into the ground. Leaving the town in complete disarray, his cleaning chemical factories were all across the state until other towns got the factory shut down. Because he thought it could double the profits of Pride Pines by dumping toxic waste, the only factory now left is deep in the woods of Pride Pine. The town had also been the best place to play basketball along the coast, due to the last hurrah of major spending from Prieto before the, let's say, controversy, with a Pine Sense sponsored home court to attract a bigger audience. Which it did for a time, thanks to the two talented teams of local high schools, the East Bride Pelicans and the Underdogs, the South Pine Crabs. But recently, All that went away as well. In the past week, the town has been met with unrest, as many have come to see a traditional March Madness game. It's unheard of for other high schools, but brings in a lot of tourist profits for the town that is often seldom visited due to its dense forestry and winding roads. But now the town is divided, torn apart by the local law enforcement's inability to find missing players from both teams as they had disappeared nights before the big game. The Pride family and the Roy family are trying to calm down the town in their own ways. No one is happy with losing the kids this town depends on, and no one has any idea where the students have gone. Though I suppose in that sense, there's one thing Pride Pines still offers, a mystery. We get closer to the town of Pride Pines, past South Pine High, far away from Miss Morgan's antique shop, and on the outskirts of the town itself, transition from gravels to woods, lies a clearing covered in glowing orange light of a setting sun. The sun sets over a clearing with dirt, stumps, and other signs of abandonment from developments that ran out of money and projects that ran out of enthusiasm. Among the rubble is the remnant of one final project that the town might miss the most. It meant a lot to this town that a couple of local kids used to call themselves the Pride Pine Sleuths. The town has been preset with mysteries and a lot of different odd crimes that often go unsolved or untalked about or possibly even ignored. Most of these crimes, sure, were just students missing their pets or other sort of school supplies. There was even a funny little occurrence of someone robbing the local antique shop of many important artifacts from the town's history. Mysteries all solved and crimes solved and days all saved by the Pride Pine Sloops. These young elementary school children were the pride of the town during its heyday. Local statewide newspapers and a few online listicles in the infancy of the internet all came to interview these young heroes in training, young detectives with a future to make the world, to make Pride Pines a better place. Well, all that ended one day, no one's exactly sure why. Well, a few people do, but not a lot of them are in Pride Pines anymore. The Pride Pines lose, split up. Some went off to other parts of Oregon. Some went far north to pursue careers. Some of their parents got better jobs. Some saw better opportunities, better schools, possibly even better lives, but That's not known. The only thing we know now is that one Pride Pine Sleuth still remains. Still it's dedicated to the mysteries of her town and to crack the case. We go further into the clearing and we see a pretty, we see a shabby looking shack. It's not very even. There's a lot of nails sticking out. And with a poorly painted sign, definitely painted by children, it says Pride Pine Sleuths HQ, uh, with the Q being backwards. We go further to this shed uh, to see that the lights are actually on, as the sunlight gets more and more dim. We eventually go through the open window and enter the shack itself. It's dusty, sure, but definitely not abandoned. There's a lot of things set askew, a lot of empty cups, a lot of dishes not exactly cleaned, and a giant poster board with red string connected to the many mysteries of this town. Some things, like where the Pride Pine Sleuth have gone, what the Pride family did to those other towns with their factories, Or why there's still one factory remaining to this day, and still in operation after the controversy. But this red string doesn't lead to the person inside the shack. Maddie, would you like to introduce yourself?
3: Yes. My name is Holly Harmon, and I'm still the best sleuth in town, despite our unfavorable past. I'm here to record all the mysteries and the crimes that I'm very close to solving here in pride pines
0: what is holly doing in this moment
3: holly's at her typewriter one that she's had for (laughs) years and she's recording all the new information in a very properly laid out literary sense um in that sense being in a book that she's currently publishing copyright pending however (laughs) she is dissecting the recent news of these missing players
0: okay you're typing away as your keeper the loud clickety clack of the keys uh, go on as you type away until the roll of paper makes its end to the typewriter, you slink it back, continue typing, all the facts of the case as known yet. You know that the star players of both high school teams, the East Pride Pelicans and the South Pine Crabs, got in a bit of a tizzy at the local mom and pop shop, a diner on the other side of town. There was a pretty heated debate. A bit of peacocking uh, from both quarterbacks got a little bit out of hand. So uh, the owner of the diner, Danny Snow, shooed him away, got him out of the diner. Some say they saw them driving off the edge of town, probably towards the beach. Your typewriter hits the end of its roll, you click it back. But you also know law enforcement found no sign of any of the teams. No tire tracks or anything. Their cars haven't been found, and neither have the students. And there's one thing you know, is that it's odd how quiet the Pride family is and the Roy family is. Both of them had star players in the lineup and both of them have tried to be neutral about this situation and calmed everybody down to not scare away the tourists. They're downplaying the whole thing, saying that they're just playing hooky on their own ends and there's nothing to worry about. They probably just went to another town to cool off their heads. But would you have an inkling that something else is different? You talked with the owner of the diner, Danny, and she said... That something smells fishy about the situation and that she's pretty sure she headed in the opposite direction of the beach, possibly to one of the high schools. She's not sure which one, but you don't know yet. You're honestly not really sure how the whole social hierarchy of the football team work. You're kind of you're kind of on your own for the past few years. You haven't really been social in high school. You, you've done your work, sure, but you've mainly waited in nature, hung out with your pets and basically helped your mom just survive. You know, you've picked up the odd job here or there at Pride Pines, though there's not a lot of work to get done here in town after the factory shut down a few months back. But you get the facts in the case. And the fact is, there's not a lot to go on. So you're kind of forced with either two options. One, drop the case, move on. Just hope somebody else solves it for you. Or two, talk to the one person you know who's at East Pride, who's at the sort of centerpiece, who knows the social hierarchy a little bit better than you. The one person you still know in town. Most of the sleuths have moved out of town, but there's still one left. And you know that a shift is about to end at Miss Morgan's Antiques.
3: I swore to protect this town at the ripe age of seven. I can't let them go now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gerald, to the right of you, looking, looking at you, typing away, sitting in this sort of makeshift, like, Kind of picture like a dollhouse dog bed from a dollhouse. It's a very tiny little dog bed that's plastic that uh, your pet turtle, Gerald, just sort of sits on, sits his shell on and like balances nice. So that way he gets like a rocking motion to put himself to sleep. And he basically grazes up a little bit to hear you. He falls asleep to the sound of your typewriter, but whenever you stop typing, he like wakes up and realizes something's a little bit different. So he looks at you and goes to your oath, to your conviction as you talk out loud.
3: All right, Fitz. It's time to go pay someone a
0: visit. You file all your notes away, you grab your notepad and your pencil, and then you leave because that's all a good sleuth needs. How do you get around town, Maddie? How does how does Holly get around town to get to her mysteries and to and get her clues all in order? What's her main mode of transportation?
3: She's got a uh, a beautiful green bike that she zooms around town on because she cannot afford a car, and she also has failed her driver's license test mm-hmm. 5 times.
0: It's looking clean, it's looking nice as you speed off into town. It's not too far, it's down sort of Main Street. You hang a left a little bit behind the sort of main shops that the town sort of put out uh, in the back day, you know. There's like one chain restaurant that could be, I don't know, Matt, what's a chain restaurant? Uh, There's a pig and blanket in Astoria. So yeah, Pig and Blanket moved over from Astoria with one more location that not a lot of people go to. Especially compared to Mom and Apostrophe Pops Diner. (laughs) You go there, bike along the way. Behind, it could be considered an alley since it's technically only wide enough for one car, but most of Main Street is foot traffic anyway. Not a lot of people drive in Pride Pines. You go along there, make your way to the back exit, and then you see a very sort of decrepit sign. Uh, since Miss Morgan's passing, left it to uh, your old friend and left it uh, to one of your... He always referred to himself as more intelligent and he does have the sort of numbers, the knowledge to prove it, but you definitely could tell uh, he's not exactly the smart type in the sort of social street sense. You could definitely tell very much an indoor kid, very much a sort of the nervous part of your sort of kid sleuth uh, team, you know, very into the evidence, but when it came down to actually getting getting the bad guy, which was usually just a kid, you know, stealing lunches. You know, he wasn't exactly uh, the one to act, per se. So hey, you move to the door. You ignore the close sign hanging on the antique shop. You open it up. The bell rings and you don't see anyone inside. We're
1: closed.
0: You hear a familiar voice saying we're closed. This is important. Oh, oh my goodness. Holly. Hi. It's, it's,
1: it's been a little bit.
3: Yeah, it's certainly been some time.
1: Eli, would you like to describe your character? Yeah. Uh, You're hearing the voice of none other than quickly, desperately opening tabs to try to find my character sheet. Duncan Saxby is his name. (laughs) Duncan Saxby. He is a warlock in the D&D sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But in this town, he is simply a former kid sleuth turned straight yeah robotics uh, whiz straight a student and valedictorian of uh, east pine is that the
0: name of the school yes is that right yeah on track to be valedictorian of east yes, pine pretty much uh, a shoe in you know seeing eyes kicked in a little bit so you you're pursuing personal projects but yes um, you see a very familiar face that's older uh, a bit lengthier Has lost a lot of weight uh, as he did when he was a kid. But you still see he has his signature just like bags under his eyes. He's just not a very good sleeper. A bit of an insomniac. Especially since back in the day, there was one middle school caper where you guys uh, helped the local cafe bring... Just save a bunch of coffee beans from like a certain employee stealing from them. So you basically were rewarded uh, with free coffee for life from the local cafe. um, Sea bucks (laughs) S-E-A, Bucks, yeah. Yeah. all right. Yeah, it's just like one of those kind of restaurants and like stores you see in like local towns where they just have completely like steal like a a logo and change the color to like blue or something and just like get away with it because like no copyright police live in freaking Dallas, Oregon. So, yeah. Places like that. So yeah, you see a familiar face. And, uh, you see, how has Holly changed over the years, Maddie?
3: She's definitely gotten taller. Still pretty short, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Holly has... Any
0: cooler side of hair, you know, anything like that? Or
3: Holly has decided to dye her kind of off-putting dirty blonde hair into a nice red because she's decided that she's the main character. The main characters have cool hair colors. <laughs> so there's plenty of empty <laughs> bottles of dyes in her bathroom from
1: different attempts to create the perfect hue. Nice, nice hair, Ollie. Uh, anything I can help you with? Do you want some coffee? I got some coffee.
0: You see he has ten cups, cups of coffee on the counter with him. <laughs> and only two of them are empty.
1: I think it's for the
3: best that you put those other ones aside. I'm here for one reason and one reason alone. We need to bring back the gang. Or at least you and me because everybody else is gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a little bit busy. Um I got a, a lot of stuff to do. I've been working. I mean we already closed um and all day I mean it's been a pretty slow day so I've been working on my my project upstairs. I But your
3: project isn't as important
1: as crimes going on in our town. I think it is pretty important. I've I've been contacting some departments of some of the, the, the some of the universities in in California who you know want me to come and study robotics there.
3: You're just going to leave this I town?
1: I don't want to do crimes anymore. No, we're anymore.
3: not doing the crimes. We're solving the crimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's,
1: that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Obviously, that's what <laughs> I, I meant. Just wanna... I am not a criminal. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know what you get up to in here. I don't know. <laughs>
3: Look, all I'm saying is that you can't leave this town when it's at its most needy. We need to be here for them.
1: Why is it at its most needy?
3: The missing players, numbnuts. we got to figure out where they are.
1: What players?
3: Oh my god! <laughs> How long have you been in this antique shop? When did you last leave?
0: Um, you know, don't answer I that. I cannot remember. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the point is, I don't have all the clues.
0: You see that on the on the counter next to him? He has like days marked, like on the wall next to him, like stacked <laughs> comic up There's like, <laughs> scratch one scratch marks
1: in the wall. One day is one comic.
0: <laughs> Look,
3: I don't have all the clues, and I don't think I can do this by myself. As much as I hate to say it, I need your help.
1: Well, that's all you had to say.
3: Oh, really? Okay, cool. Let's go.
1: Oh, Annihilator? We have a thing to do. Uh, An- Annihilator, uh, come, come uh, downstairs, please. Annihilator? Yeah. Have I not showed you my
0: Annihilator yet? Doo-doo, doo-doo. You hear two heavy uh. metal footsteps. Hmm and then the power goes out in the entire shop and then a loud noise as i (laughs) powered down and just slide down the stairs head first the dust kicks off the ceiling fan (laughs) and the ceiling light as the entire top floor shakes
1: dang it annihilator we practiced that entrance so many times i wanted it to be so cool what someone finally came in here and i could show you off and you Malfunction like this, I walk over and try to power on the annihilator. Make a robot. Uh, yes, he's called the annihilator. Isn't he? Isn't he so cool? Uh, sure. I, I am certain that this robot will be extremely useful in the solving of any and all crimes.
0: Uh, Maddie, would you mind
1: I need, rolling like, a Windows soundboards?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. I uh, Maddie, would you care to roll an Arcana check for me?
3: Yes. All right, let me see. That would be a 15.
0: Okay, excellent. So as uh Eli Colton earlier down the power goes out, uh just like the very dim of this light of the setting sun going through like this sort of paper-covered windows. Uh you see Matt's character, a full robot in a leather jacket and ripped jeans, tumble down the stairs. And as you get a good look and as he falls down, you basically are shocked to see a full robot. Just like a seven foot tall robot. Absolutely massive. You look a little bit closer and uh, just sort of see like one specific like problem with him. Uh, This metal is definitely taken from it looked like it looks like the metals of his body are different colors as in it's somehow Duncan has like melted things from the antique shop to make metals and like. Basically, forge them together. It's pretty impressive, like uh compared to anything. Definitely, a lot of late hours dedicated to sort of crafting this thing. But you also see that he's has some sort of weird power source, and you can feel it with your with your magic. Um, it's an extension cord. You remember something? As you...
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> I haven't quite worked out the
1: wireless okay, um... part yet. He has to carry an extension cord everywhere he goes. So I bought I bought this five hundred foot extension cord. That's fine, because Proud Pines is only about 500 feet across,
0: so... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you remember the feeling you got when you first entered this magic shop, or at least when you first entered this magic shop, successfully returning things to Miss Morgan, a very kind old woman running the antique shop, uh, and letting every sort of sleuth that solved the case of the missing antiques uh, to keep one antique. All you kids sort of picked out different items from this antique shop, that turned out to be straight-up magical, and that's how you found out magic existed, and now you are sort of attuned to, like, what magic is and, like, what magic is in nature. There's a few spots in Pride Pines that oddly have a sort of magic signature, but nothing as strongly as, like, a thing that is intentionally imbued with magic like you see before you. And you see that the magic that is imbued to it has a hard time connecting to the body itself, and you think... Maybe, like, a different type of magic. Maybe, like, two different conflicting types of magic could sort of start, like, this cycle of just, like, momentum back and forth.
3: Have you tried uh, sticking something else in his little power spot? Like, you know, like, get a balance, you know? Antagonist, protagonist, good versus evil, you know? Like a...
0: <laughs> yeah, positive-negative charges of magic is what you're kind of thinking here.
3: I don't know. I mean, it could work. You just, I mean, you you just throw that in
0: there okay (laughs) and uh what sort of magic item do you uh just sort of place in there maddie what did you get from the antique shop just to get a little
3: um i grabbed an old-fashioned looking quill I figured it could help me with my writing, you know, be a little just more offensive. very yeah, yeah, wisely stick a, stick <laughs> a, a metal ass. part of the
0: quill into an electrical socket. <laughs> but you're holding the feathers, so it's fine. <laughs> and sparks fly, uh, and then, like, a, a wisp of, like, not only, like, electrical sparks, because you're sticking metal in a, in a socket that just got <laughs> unplugged, but you also see a few different, like, different kind of, like, pure red sparks just like magical fire getting You hear a little And you start to hear this bubbling liquid, as you see, inside past the sort of metal plating of this thing. So They're like these sort of plastic and glass tubes filled with like this strange uh, brown liquid that's just like bubbling and boiling right now. Uh, that is coffee. <laughs> it's a brown liquid, that's coffee <laughs> <right>. from now <laughs> <Okay>, on. Okay, sure. <laughs> It sounded a little worrisome in the initial description, but it is coffee. It is caffeine. It's a different kind Um, of biofuel. It is just gallons of coffee going throughout this robot. And as it comes to life, Matt, would you please introduce your character? All right. More than we've already kind of spoiled what what kind of character you are. So I am the Annihilator. Not to
2: be confused with the Terminator for copyright reasons, but I am a... Humanoid, war-forged robot made out of whatever scraps Eli could find later around, Powered by an internal, coffee-fueled, slightly ambiguous... Ambiguous for the sake of moving on with the story. (laughs) 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 Um, And, you know, I'm a paladin with with a defensive fighting stance, so I'm... This is like a Terminator 2 type situation where I... I'm here to protect Eli and serve Eli because that's what all the yeah. ones and zeros in my in my robot head are telling me. Exactly.
0: Especially as an Oath of the Future. Exactly. Paladin. The Oath of the Our Future first homebrew Paladin. class. Oh my god! The homebrew. Whoa. The homebrew bit. Call oh back. my gosh, BF available Whoa. on where oh. Patreon.com says so wow. Oh my gosh. Always be plug <laughs> <laughs> But you want to know what's not on the Patreon. <laughs> the story as it continues. Matt, what what does it look like when you come to life and what do you say as a part of your boot up sequence every time you boot up? First, there's obviously a
1: boom 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 I
2: don't know, I don't do a good Windows boot up noise impressions. That's a pretty good one. That's a
0: pretty good one, I'm not gonna lie. A couple of those
2: like uh, as things kind of reboot a little bit. But doom, doom. But
0: then my, like,
2: blue, kind of, like, tempered glass eyes kind of start to boot up. A bit of code starts running that they could see. A couple error messages, some reboots. As it seems like I'm starting to boot up, before I, like, become fully sentient, I spring a little leak. But I pull my arm up and plug it up real quick (laughs) so I don't totally drain. (laughs) And I kind of start looking around. Everything's got that, like, like reddish tint kind of thing and I start scanning. Reddish
0: <laughs> tint with blue eyes. <laughs> yeah.
2: The, the inside are red, so I got kind of like a like a, a 3D situation thing kind of going on.
0: All right, all right. Yeah, Each eye, you, you can see 3D vision with one eye. That's like another like idea and like uh, invention that Eli did but was kind of dumb, so he just put it into you.
2: <laughs> and you know, I I scan Eli's face. My Facial recognition software kind of works its magic, and I'm like, "Oh, that's you." And I I do the same to Maddie, because Eli accidentally downloaded his diary into me from the thumb drive that he put my (laughs) operating system in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A very stale scientific version of a diary, very specific, a lot of dates, a lot of like specific times in the day, sort of very like nailed down view. So you kind of know like a lot of the vague story about the sort of Pride Pine Sleuths, uh, except for when, th- why they broke up. Yeah, there's a
2: very abrupt ending so, to, the, to the diary. Yeah. So, Some
0: might say you're an audience surrogate for what might have happened. but That's pretty I crazy. So.
2: But yeah, so I just kind of slowly look down, re-kind of put the pipe back where it needs to go, and look back up and say, power stabilizing, awaiting commands.
1: How did you do that? What? I I bought a five hundred dollar uh, extension cord because I didn't know how to power him, and you stab him in the butt with a feather, and now he is—he woke back up without any electricity source. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna unplug
0: myself. You put the electric socket in the, a, put socket in the butt. That's the socket in the butt. That's, that's what, some Astro Boy shit.
1: Why am I getting attacked yeah, for this? That's that's kind of weird. I'm going to be honest I, with you. That's okay. a weird choice I, to make. This, is, this was My purely... That is this is, no, it was... I, the other things <laughs> had to go other places. I couldn't... There's no other spot to put the outlet, you guys. I don't know why I'm catching okay. so much flack for this. Anyway, none of this matters. What did you do? Why does he not require an electricity source now?
3: I don't know. I mean, I just felt like the energies were off. Sometimes as a writer, you just know what the story needs.
0: Gerald nods on your shoulder. Can I make
2: a like investigation check or something to see if I can figure out or a perception
0: check to fee yeah do to we, like scan um, myself. <laughs> that's an insight check. Roll an oh, insight, an check, insight check. All right. Uh was... yeah. yeah, you can roll <laughs> Net Yeah, you 20. can roll intelligence. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You realize uh, that all you needed was a real jumpstart, and you realize that all of the Pride Pine Sluice magic is connected, and a lot of it is different parts to the same whole. Uh, you realize that this antique shop in general is like filled with a lot of very strange magics from all sorts of different walks of life, all different sort of locations, continents, time periods, and all of it kind of empowers each other with how different it is and accounts for different sort of things. You know, you can tell that Maddie's. Maddie's magic, uh, for example, is like very much of nature, of the balance of things between, like you know, life and non-living material, and using like natural resources in moderation and giving back to the back to the planet. Whatever you do use, and Eli's magic is more a very is definitely coming from a dark place, more a more sort of cosmic, sort of eldritch kind of. Um, cosmic brew of a lot of strange like different sort of cosmic like space like things uh, as a warlock um, but he still is very much focused of the mind and where the idea a very heady concept of you know the cosmic reality and the infinite cosmos kind of lies in someone's head and like how every human kind of like has that like instinctively but doesn't really like access it at all except for like Eli in a sense so yeah, all right. as all, right. all Nat 20s, a very heady answer for not a lot of info. I'm
2: going to like stand up and say, running diagnostic check.
0: And you just kind of hear a like
2: dial-up internet sound for a little bit while it runs.
0: Yeah. And then everything I just had from <laughs> your yeah. AI. I, the, the, the philosophy of magic I, itself. I
2: like move my arms and legs a little bit, scan the room and stuff, and repeat what you just said. But in a robot voice.
1: I wow, that is I deep, didn't, son. I mean, program any of that? How to get you? Just, that was very v- philosophical.
2: I've tapped into the mainframe, and the first place I landed was Tumblr. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know what you did to my robot, Holly, but it is incredible. Yeah.
0: Uh, you hear a little, like, ding notification sound, and it's just, like, 15 <laughs> reblogs.
3: I'm going to be honest. I'm already
0: famous on Tumblr. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to be
3: honest. I just t- took a shot and tried something random, and it just happened to work, so I don't know what to tell you.
1: All right. Well, I, I it seems I m- might have more to learn than I thought about robotics. Anyway, tell me more about these basketball players. What is going on?
0: Also on a Nat twenty mat, you see the future. I, I should have said that. That should be like a home oh. thing. Yeah, you, oh you see the future a little bit, and you see so You see a strange man walking around with his hand in his pocket, looking around the corner do I, for do danger I at the local high school East Parade. Do Hi. I see,
2: like, any, like, discernible features or anything?
0: He has a very sort of scraggly, goatee, you know, pretty, br- uh, pretty like, chestnut brown hair with a lot of gray at the ends. He's definitely, like, a graying older man. Uh, in You can tell by the look on his face and the bags under his eyes, he's in a dead-end job. On what was 21.
1: in this quill? You can see the future now? What? <laughs> I have a pretty OP robot. I'm pretty happy with this. Anyway, uh... What, what's going on with these basketball players, Holly? Let's get to the bottom of this.
3: I'll give you the short of it, because we don't have much time, I don't think. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't really know. But what's important is that players from both teams got into a little bit of a tussle at Mama and Pops, and they went to go settle it, and nobody's seen them since. Okay. I really don't have much to go off here.
2: Hmm. I'll, I'll... Do either of you know a man with a goatee who works a dead-end job? And would be at East High for some
1: reason. No I mean my dad has a goatee. I don't know if he works a dead end job, but I don't know why he would be well, at East job? High.
0: Uh Matt, you have a full family album. You know that it's not uh Eli <laughs> Thank God. Uh, father.
2: Oh, That's
1: a negative on your phone. Wow.
0: But you go look in further family albums. Uh Eli, how much family do you have uh, in town? a
1: whole lot. My my family's lived in Pride Pines for a long time.
0: That's your uncle, dude. My uncle? <laughs> That's your uncle, bro. Matt, uh, you have a companion mobile app on your Blackberry. This is set in 2006, by the way. Uh, we'll just define that here.
2: Can I, like, print out a picture? Yeah, you open your mouth
0: wide, like, you open your mouth very wide, like Stitch, and you just have, like, a a Xerox machine. At least that wasn't in your butt, so. <laughs> I pull that
2: out and point to the uncle on the picture and go, it was him.
0: That's me. That's my yeah, uncle. You know, the uncle it's in that your, picture is my uncle. It's your uncle Reggie. His name's Reggie. I've been informed.
2: Mm-hmm. Like in Like yes. in yes.
1: <laughs>
3: Man, he really can see into the future.
2: <laughs> I really did get through Tumblr. Where Where, where, where is he? Like, uh,
0: yeah, on Tumblr you see a lot of fan theories and like you know a lot of things that are about to <coughs> happen uh, that the writers just steal eventually halfway through the season. Does.
2: My internal Rolodex have uh, Eli's uncle's address
0: in it, by chance? Um, no, but it does have the address of the high school that your Nat twenty guided you to in this one shot, yeah. Matt.
2: Negative. But I suggest going to the high school to look for clues.
3: Okay, wait. I have to stop us here because I'm a little bit concerned of the fact that you named him the Annihilator.
1: Yeah, does that have anything to do? I didn't to- put a, like a printer in his mouth or make him like be able to be powered wirelessly so a lot of this is your fault i just made a battle bot that's all i did and i thought that (laughs) was was pretty cool but now he has he's doing some pretty strange things um but honestly
0: pretty impressed (laughs) eli feel free to roll an insight check for me i'm gonna roll an
1: insight check i'm gonna do that just as long as you annihilate us 15
0: okay on a 15 uh, you've realized you've blacked out for some time in between one week and three months. And all the while you go back through these like sort of black periods, you hear like a, a strangest sort of eldritch tongue at the back of your head and like co- and the cause of like boiling coffee brewing. And then looking back on the on the past like three months of your life, or it could be one week, you know, couldn't be that. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal.
1: Let's that was weird. Um let's go to the high school. <laughs>
3: okay.
1: I don't I don't know what's going on. I think I need some coffee. I'm going to I'm going to roll a yeah. coffee check. Um coffee check. Yeah, I got a nat twenty. Nat 20 you on my got a
0: coffee check. Nat
1: 20
0: check. The coffee check. Yeah. So <laughs> honestly. that's were, calming me down a little, a little bit, I guess. <laughs> honestly, with this realization, actually you were you stopped twitching for a second, and then you realize, oh, I need more coffee. You know, yeah. like, and you're completely twitching again. You're really awake. You're really like energetic and like weird. polite again. Uh and on that nat twenty, I'll say have have I'm gonna roll a D four. Have three temporary hit points dope (laughs) when
1: you're absolutely Absolutely wired you're indestructible (laughs) quite
0: wired now okay you're absolutely wired and you absolutely go out to your bike um you see eli goes out has an identical green bike no Uh, no i don't i I, I have a one wheel
1: (laughs) (laughs) i built it it, though it's 2006 so those didn't exist yet i just built one (laughs) (laughs)
0: You have a one wheel uh, that's just like a crank. It's basically like you stand on one wheel and then Matt pushes you along as he runs next to you (laughs) at the sort of speed of a bicycle. So you guys move like fifty feet is like a horse speed probably. Sure. So you move fifty feet at a time. Uh, It's it's dark now. It's it's night. Um, You see, not a lot of people are out and like not a lot of shops are open because of like the sort of like protesting and sort of unrest uh, in front of like city hall. You see along at like the sort of center of Main Street. A few dozen feet away from you, you're able to avoid the crowd unless you guys want to go and investigate. But you see the crowd of just sort of like trying to get to the just like We're kids it's kind we of don't like the background
1: things. But we'll walk right by him.
0: So yeah, you bike along. Matt just sort of runs at top speed. Um, <sighs> oh, Matt, I almost forgot—you have a magical item, right? Uh, I do. It's the hat of disguise. <laughs> yes. So because it'd be weird to see a robot walking around, uh, only in 2006. Now it'd probably be okay. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, Matt takes out a baseball cap, puts it on, and then magic, sort of like just magic shimmers goes off and do 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 you have sunglasses as well (laughs) so you have a you have a baseball cap and sunglasses as you hide from human sight and appear to be human and that works despite the fact that all of my skin is metal. (laughs) 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 exactly and you smell like metal and oil (laughs) and you smell like burning coffee Uh, and we're all fine uh, as we move on to east pride high school uh this is uh, a little bit higher up this is in a higher elevation uh with the rest of the town the uh town of east pride itself kind of starts on like more of a mountainous foresty terrain and generally slopes down uh and then has a pretty sort of sharp clip face uh sort of surrounding the town while the re- while the sort of center of town main street and a few other different sort of restaurants like behind city hall there's like a pretty gradual decline to the okay beach you know it's like a beach in Oregon you know there's a lot of sticks there's a lot of rocks and twigs and like the the sand isn't exactly you know a nice sort of pristine photo ready yellow you know it's just a normal just sort of like sort of brown and gray sand uh, but it's a pretty nice spot in the summer uh, in the spring it's still a little bit still a little bit rainy a little bit overcast
1: can I roll some sort of check to see if I can find my uncle
0: Okay, yeah, sure. As soon as uh you get there, uh you make it to Eastbound High, a very just sort of very tall, uh sleek looking uh. It definitely looks like very recently constructed, like uh, in the sort of nineties or when Pietro Pride was in high school. He went to, uh, this very nice, swanky, just sort of nice side of town high school. There's like three stories, very nice red roof that sort of houses. That sort of tops the entire complex. Uh, It's in this like sort of cross formation so that way. It's not exactly as nice as the new stadium that was built uh, just a few short years ago after you guys already disbanded as the Pride Pine Sleuth. But uh, it still is a plenty open spots. A basketball is just the sort of main thing you get to do. You either go to the diner or you either play basketball on one of the courts and yeah, just practice in the bad weather. Do
1: we see my uncle anywhere? Uh,
0: Make a perception check
3: make
0: one, too. Nat one. Uh,
3: I rolled a 22.
0: Oh, my God. Um, so, Eli, uh, you just see the lights on in the gym. Uh, the gym is open for, like, about two or three more hours. Um, for some reason, another mysterious thing uh, about this whole situation is that there's not reduced times for the normal basketball team. Uh, there really is. I get that
1: with a nat one? Hell, yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs>
0: We'll say like all the sort of odd things that out just go directly linked to Maddie's head and like into her notebook. Um, as you're jotting down in your notebook, but yeah, your eyes just sort of, mm. you close your notebook, you put it away and you see um, just in that moment, everybody else misses it. But you see a flashlight just sort of graze along a hall of windows on the second floor on the sort of left wing Wait. of the school and then get back down into the ground. It's just a flashlight. Do you guys see that upstairs? Grazes the windows.
1: What's a flashlight? I do not
0: see anything. I rolled an L one.
3: Negative.
2: I was looking at the car license plates.
3: Okay, can we get up there somehow? I'm gonna try the front door and try to get in.
0: Uh, I don't have any keys. Okay, you try the front door. Uh, it is locked. Uh, there's an open gymnasium door on the other side of the right wing. Uh, ugh. on the other side, uh, on the other wing. Let's say <laughs> I could wing. break in the yeah. door.
3: <laughs> Maybe we should wait and take breaking and entering. i love it no, 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 no.
0: annihilator breaking no, the
3: door I, I feel like that should be our last like you said we're not doing <laughs> crime
0: <laughs> or actually you could just make a full attack actually. sorry holly he does full what attack. i say all right let me roll for the
3: you literally said that we weren't the 11. ones doing crimes here
0: <sighs>
1: fine annihilator don't bash down the door <laughs> I'm, I'm like Mid-swing. i'm out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, annihilator um, put the door back together <laughs> yeah. we're gonna go in the gym and talk to some of these basketball people all okay. right i rolled just for uh, curiosity i rolled a 17 <laughs> yikes
2: yeah so i just take the entire door off the wall and then try and like put it back yeah.
0: it doesn't trigger any alarms because the door <laughs> and the parts that were connected to alarm are completely just splintered and obliterated <laughs> So you guys walk back around to the gymnasium door on the other wing.
3: We could probably talk to the players too. Begin to get their side of the story.
0: That's what I was thinking. Yeah, you definitely hear some. We uh, some so don't really know anything yet. about the disagreement
1: uh, between the uh, uh, between the players, but maybe some of these people know what's going on. I
0: mean, the diner was pretty
1: busy. Somebody could have right, seen so. it or overheard something. Know.
2: Affirmative. Modulating voice to blend in with athletes. Oh no. <laughs> Hey, bro, what's up? Do you guys see
0: anything? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, yeah, turns his hat backwards, comes in, loudly, just a loud echo throughout the throughout the gymnasium hall. As all these sort of basketball players stop, oh, you see both are wearing jerseys from both sides of the team uh, on this sort of head. Uh, both teams are sort of playing together in sort of solidarity. The colors of East Pride are, of course, white and gold, and South Pine is uh, red and to black. To
2: ingratiate myself, I look at a player with a
0: basketball. Actually, and red and blue. Say, for Yo,
1: Dog, toss me the rock.
0: Uh, make a charisma check for me. <laughs> All right. How, how,
1: how, how
2: charismatic oh, did I make I you? Drop my freaking. Oh, that didn't go great. Uh, seven.
1: <laughs> no. Oops. <laughs> Didn't do that very
0: good. Uh, one of your, one of the East Pride kids uh, with just sort of long, flowing red hair, uh, a lot of freckles, and an insulting jawline. Uh, that is quite good, eat, despite his unearned status. Uh, he goes, oh, uh, We're choosing teams again in a bit. You could try then. We're very team-based here.
1: Hell
2: yeah,
0: bro. I vibe with that.
3: Uh, uh, did anybody here happen to see what happened the night the players went missing, or could have any useful information for getting yeah.
0: them back. The jazz music stops, like a ball just sort of bounces <laughs> off the court. and it just like, You see one of the South Pines guys goes, well, that's uh, kind of hard to say. Um, I don't know if we can exactly trust you. East Pride goes, yes, exactly. We're trying to take our minds off this horrid events happening to our school by having a nice, friendly, chivalrous game of basketball. I don't know if I could dig into such dark recesses of my memory for such some random hermit. Uh, Who are you again?
3: Um, Have you ever heard of the Pride Pine Sleuths? Maybe? Best crime solvers in town? Yeah. Punks?
0: I mean, there's like one newspaper article in like the trophy stand where we have all our basketball trophies.
1: How about this? If we beat you in a game of basketball, will you tell us what you know about the missing basketball players yeah sure oh yeah bro i love basketball let's do it (laughs) oh boy holly it's gonna be fine we have the annihilator. okay uh
2: as we kind of take like our positions i bend over to eli and say call me kyle that'll help me blend in
1: got it (laughs) i'll call you kyle Wink, wink. Yo, guys, you ready for
0: some basketball? Hell yeah, Kyle.
3: <sighs> All right, let's just let's just get okay, the. Everybody
0: roll athletics checks. Despite having a minus one, I rolled an eighteen. Oh my god, I rolled a sixteen. <gasps> oh man, that sucks. this is better
1: than me with I, my plus five.
0: <laughs> did not expect that. I got a fourteen. I'll roll for your guys's team to see if there's like a last shot you guys have to do. Uh, holy shit. Your teams were really well. They didn't notice you play, like, that good at all. Because they also played pretty poorly, so they were pretty concerned. just like, uh, you guys are pretty good, but, uh, let's prove it a little bit. Let's do a little one-on-one. I choose, and then he looks at, uh, Kyle.
1: Yes! Yes! Bro, I'm down for
0: a little bit of horse. Let's see how you do with a full court shot. Everybody gasps. (laughs) and he's tried without looking. Shoots the ball. Rolls a rolls a fifteen. Um and just sort of like kinda sinks it in, you know, it's like a little bit up in the air, quote unquote. But yeah, it's definitely not completely like mind blowing. Matt, roll an athletics check for me.
2: <laughs> I rolled a nine.
0: <laughs> what do you add to it? A five? <laughs> I rolled a four. <laughs> e- yeah, um, you hit the, you hit the backboard. Okay. <laughs> At least I didn't break the backboard. <laughs> well, we'll give somebody else. Uh, uh. What about you? They point to Holly, just like, you, you want to give it a go? I mean... This is a little bad. Uh, I don't mean to clown on my boy Kyle, but... You know, rules are I, rules. Know, Only one of you can make one shot. shot. Alright,
3: I'll give it a shot. Yeah,
0: so we're going to do another full core shot. South Pond guy gets a nine plus three. That- net 20!
1: <laughs> oh my god hey!
0: Hey! Yeah. Holly, you look at him, you just sort of scoff, bat the ball out of his hand, bounce off, bounces off the bleacher, bounces off East Broad kid's head. Ooh. And right and nothing but net after the many sort of hijinks that sort of do that. And everyone loses their mind, goes crazy. One guy's recording it on a four pixel by four pixel grid on his Blackberry everyone's going absolutely wild
3: you think that only boys play basketball East Pine or Pride what was I called? East most Pride
0: of the, most of the East Pride, Pride basketball team is girls
3: oh yeah still girl power
1: yeah, this, these are all the people who aren't on the basketball <laughs> team Holly you have to remember that that's all these
0: losers Now they're all part of the basketball team they're just having a nice friendly sort oh, of oh they're balance, just all yeah.
1: they the JV team alright what what happened with these people yeah you promised us answers
0: yeah, we did. We um honestly we were bearing the lead a little bit. We don't know exactly where they went per se, but we do know that there's a little bit more to the argument at the di- at the diners. Uh yeah, uh we were all just sort of eating after practice uh one time at Mom in P- Apostrophe Pops and um you know, Johnny Pride ...is kind of like a sort of douchey guy after practice. He gets, like, a little bit cocky. We usually practice, like, against each other for, you know, the lead up to March Madness. Um, there was a bit of a foul. He kind of uh, tripped our boy, Angel Ray. So we thought, you know, Angel Ray, of course, came in, you know, a little bit heated, uh, kind of went for him. But um, he thought he'd kind of, like, get in his face or, like, wash him off. But uh, I've, n- I've never seen him this mad before. He's just always so even-killed. Uh, he just absolutely socks... He absolutely socks Johnny in the face, like out of nowhere. We were all like stunned, man. We we couldn't even like step in because like he basically knocked him on his ass. He basically pretty much knocked him out cold. It was crazy. Um, Angel's a short guy, so we we didn't know he he had it in him. But man, never seen him like that. And he's like, you know, spouting off all this stuff is just like, how dare you? How could you do this to my to my family, my home? She's sick man, she's sick. What have you done, man? And East Pri- and then, you know, Johnny's like, "Oh, you're the sick one, you know." Uh one of the sort of like classic East Pride just sort of, you know, nosy kind of types and he's just like, "Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, if you've heard him compared to us, it's honestly ridiculous with him."
3: Do you know who this she and him are?
0: Uh, uh no, we weren't able to ask him. They basically, uh, you know, Miss Snow just came in, broke him apart and uh shoot him off on their ways, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: If so, we we heard that they went somewhere to finish the fight that started in the diner. What, do you know where they may have gone? Like, what kind of places would they go to to fight like that?
0: I mean, we think some of our boys went to back Angel to follow Johnny back to the back to here back to the school. We all came back, looked for him around the court, looked for him from the school. We couldn't find any signs of him. Couldn't find their cars anywhere. So yeah, but um. Well, we did find one thing
3: in the court being the new stadium.
0: Mm, not the new stadium. We did. We did find one thing. One of the one of the doors was kind of busted in, or like not busted in, but like kind of like clawed in. Kind of like uh, I don't know. There's like cougars, bears, something like that. Yeah, some like they. It looked kind of bit like right on like parts of the door, and then like the handle and the handle popped off. It's a little bit weird. They have a maintenance guy fixing it like upstairs or something. Here you mean. Uh, yeah, well, he was here. I, I don't know. Uh, There there could be some other sort of maintenance stuff that happened with an animal that got in, so... He might be... Actually, he might be best guy.
3: Um, yeah, I think do so. Do you know if we can get into the other building, perhaps?
0: Uh Oh, upstairs? I mean... It's a little bit messy. It's a little bit tricky to get out upstairs quick, but there's some... Sto- in the storage room, there's like a second level that leads to like the storage for the entire school. It's kind of like a multi-tiered thing. Uh, It's like through this door here. He opens it a super, like, dusty, dark sort of dingy room. All right. Here we go. Well, let's go. Climb up. Okay, uh, yeah, you climb up. You see this little sort of metal uh, ladder that sort of leads up to a second floor of this second floor, quote-unquote. It's just one big sort of room for this, like, all the sort of sports equipment for basketball. And like a lot of the other sort of sports uh, that are get taught throughout the years, just sort of seeing you crawl over this, you maneuver it a little bit, uh, and then you get into another le- another actual like set of stairs that sort of lead up to like another heavy metallic door creaks open into a very dusty, dark sort of moonlit room. A lot of basically windows at the top. It just goes as far as like the entire hall is to this sort of wing of the school. Uh, roll a perception check. With disadvantage because it's dark. Unless you guys have dark vision or something. Or you guys can like ma- make a light as well if you want to roll neutral as well. Um, Seven perception check. If you guys have any like light cantrips or any I way do. to produce light.
1: Oh,
3: hold on. I might.
1: I have thunder step, but that's a
3: little I have, I have produced flame. Ooh, yeah. It lights up a ten foot radius.
0: Uh, yeah, you see the school play has, like, a few different torches and, like, a lot of sort of things. So you grab a prop torch, light it up. In the sort of 10-foot radius, uh, you see uh, just a lot of, like, it kind of looks like a lot... It looks a lot like the antique shop, you know? A lot of dust, uh, everything just sort of covered in different tarps uh, since the school plays. Funding got a little bit tight for the school plays, so there's only about one show a year now. For most of you, you see a single footprint in the sort of dusty floor uh, next to you, um... But Maddie, you also hear sc- something scurrying away behind something as well, and you see the footprint, and it's just like a normal, you know, a normal boot print, size like twelve foot, pretty pretty big, dude. I'll scan
2: the the footprint for clues.
0: Yeah, do an investigation check, I guess.
2: Ooh, an unnatural twenty.
0: Okay, so investigation check. Uh, you know the boot. Uh, you recognize. Um, you don't see any footprints around it you're investigating it uh very well you definitely recognize it as the man you're looking for you know based on like it was a very cinematic shot of the future you know starts with the boots walking thunning along and then basically pans up to like sort of like blue jeans a sort of bright blue jacket with like with like you know pine scent logo on the jacket right yeah i turn around and report
2: size 12 carhartt boots same ones i saw in the vision yeah. And we'll
0: say it's—you can sort of uh, track the boot as well. You can tell that the boots don't step anywhere else; they're there, and then you can tell by the way the dust sort of has accumulated inside the boot as well that whatever made this footprint jumped into the air.
2: Whatever and made this into the rafters. jumped into the air.
0: <laughs> and you look at the up. rafters, uh, the light barely reaches the rafters, you don't see anything, but you hear more scurrying as you put the light towards it, and are aware of this creature. Perception check.
3: <laughs> we gotta get up there. Annihilator, you're seven foot tall, Lo- boost me up there. Affirmative.
0: Yeah, roll a, a athletic check for me. Alright. Yeah. And yep. Maddie, roll um acrobatics or a dexterity saving throw, or... Yeah.
3: Um, With acrobatics,
0: I have
2: 17. I got a 17 for athletic.
0: Okay, you guys are perfectly in sync. Uh, You basically get ready, have a very mechanical, just sort of, as you basically spring load your shoulders, Maddie hops on, lifts into the air, and jumps off, and you see, uh, and you're still holding the torch, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see, you jump into the air, laying on the rafter, Unsettles the dust, and you see the footprints leading to the man you're looking for. Uh, he's curled in the corner, hand in the pocket, uh, and has this strange in the in the torches light. You see, he has these sort of strange eyes, like a like a rodent, uh, kind of like a of like it sort of reflects the the light in a much higher opacity, like like a cat would in the dark. Uh, you see, very unnatural eyes, just sort of looking back at you as he hisses and pulls uh, a gun on you. Roll uh, initiative.
1: What?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wrote uh, 14. Wait, does he
1: actually? As well? Oh my oh. lord. That's, that was a joke. All right. Uh, 11.
3: He's got rabies he, and a, rabies a gun. and a
1: gun. Oh no.
0: <laughs> now, he got a 14 as well, but ties always go to the player. So Holly, you are, you're the first person up. All
3: right. Um, let me see. I was not prepared to actually start fighting somebody, <laughs> let alone with a gun. Alright, um, I am going so how how far up are we, just out of curiosity? Uh,
0: I'll say on a easily getting up on a 17, uh, you're about uh, like 12 feet in the air, full story. Like, basically okay. the difference between like basically the room he started out in where it's just like an elevated platform on the same sort of floor. You're about like 14 feet in the air. So okay, there'll be some okay. falling damage when you get down, but not a ton.
2: What, what if I, fight I catch
0: her? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll um, Matt roll a strength saving throw instead of you doing a dexterity saving throw to reduce the damage.
3: I'm going to cast entangle because it reaches up to 20 feet. Um, Whoa. So I'm going to try and get him tangled up and um, not,
0: okay. not get. Next save?
3: No, strength. Strength saving,
0: okay. He has a pretty good strength, so we'll see how it goes.
3: That's a nat one. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, this very frightening monster man hisses at you very threateningly, and you instantly capture him, and he has no chance of having an actual (laughs) encounter. Way to go, gang.
1: Good work.
3: So it it does say that a creature restrained by the plant can use its action to make a strength check against your spell save.
0: Uh, yeah so that's basically every turn so he's the only uh, enemy you're facing in initiative so yeah basically I'll say after every question that you guys ask it or interrogate this man okay, you are all he's gonna make a strength saving
3: throw okay. and it is Eli's uncle
1: yeah?
0: Uh, yeah it's him is that
1: my uncle up there?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep yeah, that's him is that what he sounds like normally? uh, uh no that was a joke oh okay <laughs> he definitely um, is not a rat usually sure. a rat man
3: okay uh can you understand us
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: he's gonna make a strength saving throw after that question
1: damn it
0: <laughs> so that's a no he rolls a or 16.
3: Had... No, no, no. um yeah that that well, do, I, do
1: i get a
0: turn at some point well what what is his initiative uh, he has a fourteen initiative, so oh,
1: okay, he does go before me. Dang. So I also yeah, have he a fourteen initiative. Though, so. Oh, Mac go before me. Check, okay, right? so
0: basically, you basically entangle him upside down. He falls down. I'll, I'll say he takes a little bit of damage on the fall down. Uh, basically, you do the entangled spell, um, vines and various. You see, like these sort of the wood sort of scorches and alights the rest of the sort of room as like these sort of fiery vines just sort of core and grab him. He's like. Nah. But then he breaks free instantly after that question uh, and he takes four damage. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he takes four damage um, and he's not doing entirely ideal. So, yeah, he lands on the ground uh, in front of um, I'm going to roll a luck check. He rolls uh, 15 feet away from Matt. So, Matt, you have to use your movement to get to him. All
2: right. I got 25 feet of movement, Uh, so I'm going to go for a grapple.
0: A grapple. Okay, yeah, make a Contestic Athletics. Beats Um, a... (laughs) Beat a four. (laughs) I got a 15. God damn it, yeah. (laughs) So he breaks free the grapple, lands flat on his face, his spine kind of bends the wrong way. He gets back up. And you basically instantly grapple him. Uh, Matt, you have a question to ask him now before he... uh...
2: Why are you this creature?
0: He demands it. He must get Get retribution. retribution.
1: (laughs) We can talk. (laughs) Who is he? Well, you only get one question before he gets to do a strength
0: save, right? (sighs) Oh man! uh, You see that after taking damage, he's like kind of like evened out a little bit. He can like see a little bit more clearly. Uh, It's it's his turn, so I'm gonna do another strength save. Uh, He's gonna do another contested athletics. Uh, That is a 13. I got a 17. uh, He's going to take an attack on you, so he's going to try to shoot his gun at your foot uh, with disadvantage.
3: He's got an iron grip on that gun.
0: He had a nat 20, but with disadvantage, he takes the seven. He only rolls a 10. Okay, that is below my armor class. Yeah, (laughs) you hear a loud gunshot echo throughout this sort of attic storage space. Uh, You think guns
1: can harm my robot? (laughs)
0: Yeah, it basically misses your foot, goes right into the wooden floor beneath you.
1: Hey. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Alright, is it my turn finally?
0: Yes. You have advantage on attacks against this creature while it's grappled. You don't uh, the creature can still like roll saving throws flat while it's grappled, so attacking would be a better option okay. than a saving throw. To so basically get this thing right. to calm down before your question. You can tell that he's definitely more you definitely can like you can understand you now on, like, that first question. So the more you basically hit him, the more, like, the less reflective his eyes get.
1: All right, my question, I'm going to ask him first before I take an action. Uh, I'm going to ask, are you hostile towards me?
0: Ah, he points his gun at you. Oh gosh. Oh, <laughs> He cocks his gun like in a movie.
3: I feel like that answer was pretty obvious. Okay, I don't know why that was your
1: question. Then I'm gonna take my uh,
0: uh,
1: uh, action to uh, attempt to dodge this
0: bullet. No, he like points the gun at you. It's not like an actual attack yet. Oh, so saying he points
1: the gun at me, and I'm gonna use I'm gonna use my movement to try to get away.
0: Okay, you use your movement to take away. Uh, you get half cover, so you have a plus five to your AC. All right, I will cast Eldritch Flask then. And it is 15 plus 4, 19. Do you summon Ancient Tongues as your coffee cup begins to shake in your hand? You crush the coffee cup and coffee spills out of it, but it swirls through the air magically and attacks your target directly in its face as hot coffee spills in it. Uh, Roll your damage. As the Unresting Warlock grants you many caffeinated abilities. Uh...
2: Also, in case that matters, that doesn't break my AC.
1: <laughs> what? Alright. Um. Oh my god. I just need... Well, because I, I
2: I'm 10. using the like heavy plating Warforged preset, so I do have disadvantage on like uh, stealth checks. Uh-huh. But
1: Well, no, you might sure. just have to t- do a saving throw if you're grappled with him. Um, no,
0: you don't. That's not like it... a... Well, it's an AoE. You'd have to, but like... Oh, An okay. attack is normal. You get advantage on attack. didn't break my armor, right.
2: so <laughs> I just get a tanked. It. Yeah,
0: Matt's just flexing. Just roll your damage, bro. Seven damage. Seven damage. You completely like temporarily blind him. The the you basically it's kind of like a the op. It, it's a it's a literal opposite. Cold wash of water. <laughs> uh, a cold like, sort <laughs> of. Splash of water It's just like hot coffee In his face Goes Oh 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 jeez Oh god Oh my Oh What's going on Is that uh, Who's there It's so dark Oh man Oh god Is that Is that decaf
1: no no it was not <laughs> definitely not oh
0: that's oh that's a lot of calf oh man i'm gonna be up for hours after this oh what's what's going on why why is this strong youth holding me
3: uh don't worry about that are you okay
0: am i okay no i i feel like god my back's killing me like got hot coffee in the face Oh my god! Okay,
3: here oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast uh, cure wounds to try and soothe right. the burn of, on his face. Yeah.
0: yeah, you see, um, you see, like partly, yeah, it it it's nasty due to that sort of magically imbued, it's a sort of evil brew. Um, you see that there's like a little bit of like a little bit of his hair was gone and like that, but basically you restore that. Uh, you basically feel like a nice sort of cool blue fire over him, healing him. Uh, cool blue fire. Washing over his face, healing him, and then basically restarting a sort of rejuvenation process. Oh, oh that's better. Oh, it's like some ooh. Oh, Do man. you remember Wait, what it... was just happening? Duncan, is that you? Yeah, it's me. What what the what the hell are you doing here?
1: What are you doing here? It's a high school.
0: I'm here to repair the, the, the lock. The the locks got busted uh, by some by some cougar or something. I don't know. It's... But
1: what were you doing in this weird Set storage room.
0: Set storage. Oh God, I'm in mean back in theater. It's like some awful high school dream. Oh God, is this a play where I is this a play where I don't know the lines and I have to talk to some weird, like, young hot youth that looks like a robot or something? This is not a dream. <sighs> okay. This what is real you, life. This is real life. What, what are you doing here? I told you I was here to repair the um the door. And then I heard some other scratching and I thought, hey, you know, I'm also a pest guy on the side uh, with sort of pride uh, sense. You know, I, I've been picking up a lot of odd jobs ever since the factory closed down. And then um, where
1: where was the scratching?
0: The scratching was on the door. Somehow the whole thing scratched the handle what? off. The The cuts were pretty deep for like Which a or Which door? Can you but, show us? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we'll go down there. Uh, you walk is a massive, very rich person school. You walk for a full uninterrupted 30 minutes in silence. Uh, unless you guys want to ask more questions along the way, is that your firearm? Uh, my my fire! What, huh? He basically looks at his gun, <laughs> drops it. Oh my god! Oh, attacking? I wouldn't attack, would I? No. You were mumbling something
1: about how he was making you do it, but you didn't. You wouldn't what? tell us who he was.
0: He, my 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 boss, Mister Mister Pride. No, I don't know. You tell me. No.
1: Annihilator, pick
0: up that gun. Well, I mean...
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'll investigate the gun.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. 19. (laughs) You investigate it. Do we have a gun now? He dropped it hard. It doesn't work anymore. Uh Uh-oh.
1: No! (laughs) Uh
2: (laughs) Any abnormal fingerprints or anything? A serial number, perchance? Um, You look
0: pretty good on investigation. Uh, You see that it's... The barrel is sort of gunked up with this weird acidic green slime. This sort of mm-hmm. like, you can recognize it as like a weird, like, toxic waste. Uh, you see that, like, before Maddie's spell, uh, as Maddie her spell, he also healed, like, his fingertips, which are, like, kind of, you know, very hurt by this sort of chemicals all over this gun. But you, you save it for later. As, like, it's definitely, like, toxic sentiment. I got waste. a hunch. Yeah, I was going, uh, here we are after 30 uninterrupted minutes yeah uh, this is the door. um well, I fixed it but the actual door is over here, and you walk another thirty minutes uh, to a different part of the school. <laughs> yeah, so this is the old door he had storage. Um, I set it down here. it's like scratched up and then um I'm kind of blinking. I guess I ran into you guys uh, after I put this door down here.
1: Is the door locked? Can I try the door?
0: Um, the door is just the sort of broken door uh, that oh, he sort of oh. removed from his hinges and put it in the storage room and that's the last thing he remembers. Oh, oh, I thought there was actually. Uh, so, um, but Maddie, arc- you did see that there was something. Yeah, you can make an arcana check. And, Matt, we I will got- say, as a paladin, you have divine good and evil as well.
3: Um, We got a 19.
0: A 19. You see that this was no ordinary creature. You know nature well. You know, you probably could have ruled nature and gotten uh, this as well, but this is definitely something demonic in nature. You sense like a strange sort of aura from it. Uh, very unexpectedly um you you're sensing a lot of like new magics that you haven't noticed uh, before today you see a lot of really strange uh sort of relics um you've seen actually let me reword that um you have not noticed magic in like this intense thing and this is a pretty it's kind of like a sharp a pretty like sharp beeping noise but at a low frequency so basically like it's very distant but you definitely get the feeling of just like oh this is a very sort of high-intensity thing that's that's far from me now, but I kind of get, like, the sense of it from right here. And it feels... The closest thing you can do is, like, Eli's magic, because, like, he gets his power from... Uh, Eli hasn't explained to you what he's actually done, but, like, you definitely have something to do with, like, the strange books he carries around uh, a lot of the time. And, yeah, you definitely see just, like, very dark, sharp grooves. Uh, and on a 19... Uh, You see that there is some more toxic waste like There's like evidence of toxic waste like it got soaked into the wood and like damaged like the color of the wood It's like a lot miscolored around the scratches as well, Uh, but that's non magical, but you definitely get the feeling that like There's a very sort of swift and precision of like magically enchanted claws Like you're nobody
3: get too close to the door
0: and I investigate the toxic sludge like,
2: on the investigate gun investigate the
0: makeup of it. Um, it's straight up. Um, you read it with – you compare it with a database of a few different nerd, uh, news articles. Uh, you go to the news site at the time. We'll call it Pride Pines Digital, the Pride Pines Publishing Digital. Uh, did an expose on the factory and like what it does to wildlife and stuff. And you definitely feel like this sort of toxic waste of just like all this sort of left behind of the chemicals of like, you know, the dish, the dishwashing, you know, chemicals and like just sort of dish soap, shampoo, everything that the sort of um, pine scent factory produced uh, definitely is of that makeup. Uh, and you can tell, uh, yeah, with that, that's about all you can Look, get.
3: I've been looking into pride pines or pride sense for a while this has got to be the same thing. I've been trying to connect the dots for so long. we got to go to the factory, the last one available.
1: Sounds good to me.
2: <laughs> Affirmative. I'll look up the directions on Google Maps.
3: This guy- uh, you probably should make sure your uncle's cool, though, before we just ditch him.
1: Oh. Uh, Uncle, you good?
0: Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I just clocked in for work uh, a little bit, you know just an average uh, sort of Sunday night repairing, you know, whatever. Uh, you guys do know it's Thursday. Uh, you, you've been here since Sunday? What do you mean since? It's Thursday. His eyes widen a little bit. Uh, Uncle Reggie,
3: maybe you should not touch that door anymore and um, just go home and lock all your doors. I just like to that be idea. safe, you know.
0: And get some rest. Okay, I'll listen to you. I trust you, kid salutes. Um I'm, I'm glad you're back on the case. Wait,
1: no, don't listen to Holly. Go to go to the hospital. You became a rat person. Okay, well, we don't know what's going on.
0: I'll definitely I'll definitely go home. Thanks again, kids. Uh, I'll drive myself home. Yeah, no, rugby. no, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> <go end. laughs>
1: no. Uncle Reggie. Seek medical attention. Oh, he's no. gone. Damn it. Alright, he left. Uh, Uncle Reggie, no.
2: Good thought. Fugue states are rough on human minds.
3: <laughs> Duncan. Look, something's going on with this Pride family, and we know that they have connections. If they find out that we're figuring out what's going on, because I have a hunch that they're behind this, we can't let anybody know yet until we have all the evidence we need to make an accusation.
1: All right. Fine. Uncle Reg. How can we make sure Uncle Reg goes home without turning into a rat person again? I think we punched it out out of him. you, are you listening to yourself? You could just turn I into mean, a yeah. rat person again and actually. You, like, we're glad that check. he You're was just stuck boy. in an attic for the four days and not around town hurting people. Um, here, is there anything I can do? Oh my goodness.
3: We can make. I can make a medicine check.
0: Yeah, do that, please. <laughs> yeah, medicine. It's good. Too. All right, I got a fifteen. Yeah, you you definitely got it out of him, especially that cure wounds. You you basically basically. Yes, uh, you very do diligently. sort of examined him while you were curing his wounds, uh, and he's like good to go. He's doing well. All right. As long as he's only doing well for him, right. and and that's honestly great to hear.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you're doing well, Uncle Reg. Uh, I I will see you later. Get, get get home safe. Oh, he's been gone this whole time. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to explore this factory. Yeah.
0: So, from East Pride, you bike your way to the Pride-Scent Factory. This is about half of a mile away from pretty foresty terrain. Now, full disclosure, um, the roads here have been like officially cut off, uh, but since you all are on bicycles, a one-wheel, and feet powering a one-wheel...
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: You all can go uh, along the road just fine. Though there is a sort of back entrance kind of way on a dirt road, it's a, it's a little bit riskier to drive on. A lot of youths just sort of do it. Uh, the factory itself is more of um, this classic, just sort of make out point kind of scenario, just like way secluded, abandoned, kind of like, you know, spooky place to take a date to and then be like, ooh, what a scary little abandoned building that nothing can go wrong in, even though the scariest thing uh, is not ghosts, but. Um, a lot of just sort of health code and safety code risks. Yeah, plenty of students just sort of have a rite of passage kind of thing here at night. They take dates here to like kind of, you know, freak them out a bit. They have a lot of hazing and stuff like that here. They get locked in or whatever. So there's a kind of a dirt road. What kind of path would you guys just sort of uh, tend to trek on?
3: I say we go the back roads to avoid detection.
0: Excellent. To me, Roll stealth with advantage.
1: I think we should go on the non-stealthy heroes.
0: Yeah. I mean, man advantage? has to listen to you.
2: Yes. I have mm-hmm. my like heavy armor setting up. So should I
0: neutral? Yeah, you can do should neutral. My right?
2: Neutral and just cancel it out. All right.
0: Yeah. I got twenty-one stealth. Oh, sick! I got okay. e- Eli hidden.
3: I got nineteen.
0: I also got nineteen. 19. <laughs> Hell yeah! With neutral.
2: Oh, my God. I'm rolling. Yeah, you I'm guys rolling are still high. high only today.
0: two of you guys needed to succeed uh, on your stealth check, but yeah, you all safely glide along the back roads uh, a little bit. Uh, not really being able to do uh, this way is a little bit more dangerous because you guys have to do disadvantage on a perception check once you get there. So that was the little cost. That was a little little trick. it's this fun little homebrewed encounter. Mm-hmm.
3: um i got a 12. i have 13.
0: okay uh i will say over a 10 you see the obvious thing of two students sitting completely still outside of the front doors a very unsettling image uh you don't see much else you do see a few lights in the sort of basement windows there's like you know those sort of like half windows you have right by the sort of ground floor uh yeah you see some some odd sort of flickering light there as almost if lit by flame Holly, oh, do
1: you see those two people out front?
3: Yeah, what do, are what they wearing?
0: I, I don't know. Do you think they're...
1: Are they lookouts, guards? I'm wondering
3: uh, on a perception, you're going to have to
0: get a little closer to find out.
3: Alright, I want to move closer.
0: Uh, they don't react to you as no matter how close you get on the, on the successful... Che- really good stealth checks. Uh, you can go right up against them. And you can tell these two are cheerleaders that are from opposing sides of the team standing completely motionless, staring ahead at the road. What's wrong with Weird. That? I wave a hand in front of one of their faces. They don't react. <laughs>
3: um, Can I make another arcana check?
0: <laughs> yeah, feel oh free to. Oh boy, a uh, nat one. Uh, you can't tell anything, and it's, it's just too dark to see anything. You probably I'm should get some make light an on them. I'm going I get a 22. <laughs> You look into their eyes a little bit, you kind of move around them. Their eyes don't move at all. They remain pretty motionless, and they look normal uh, in the sort of dark lighting, but if you get the moonlight just right, uh, you see the same sort of reflective kind of feline rodent kind of property as uh, the eyes, as your uncle had. He was a little bit more rabid. You see scratches on their elbows um, that look like a little bit sort of infected, has like some sort of toxic waste to it, Uh, but they're, they're definitely enchanted in a way to where on a twenty-two, you could tell that if, like, too much light hit their eyes, they basically will, would have gone off like your uncle.
3: I was just about to say that. I wonder if light was the thing that set them off in the first place. Maybe we should keep any torches or flashlights down.
2: Can I make a medicine check on them to get some more data to try and perceive upcoming threats?
0: Yeah, you can give it a go. All
2: right.
1: I got a three. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I forgot to code that into his. his you his look
0: systems. directly into the eye, uh, and the lights of your eyes that trigger them. No, I'm kidding. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, you look All at right. them, uh, they don't seem too well. Or they seem okay right, because yeah. they're not reacting as any sort of sick person right. in your database. They're Using not facing the any signs WebMD. of sickness. <laughs>
2: um, my Google search to WebMD, I say they could be totally fine or they could have
1: cancer. I don't think they're either- I think both of those are wrong. <laughs> I they don't think they, they have cancer, in and I don't think they're okay.
0: Honestly, they're just chilling still, probably blazed out. Alright, well- Probably a little faded. Or the 2006 um, version of faded, where it's still uh, illegal and wrong. Uh, <laughs> That's fine.
3: Uh, <laughs> Alright, well, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere. Maybe we should just try and sneak behind them.
0: Yeah, you can just fully uh, go through the front doors there. Yeah. Duncan uh, uh,
1: puts figure to his lips to say "shush," and then and then sneaks along the side of the house to where the basement windows the are to try to take a peek. In. Try to
0: crack, crack open a window. Uh, give me a lock picking check. Uh, you oh, find no, like, just a through the window to see what's going on first. I'll oh, just look through. Then okay, do a, a, a normal second. perception check. Reception. Actually with disadvantage because you as you get closer to the window, I'll give you this like, sixteen. It's like musty and like dirt there's like actual dirt on the windows that kind of makes it hard to see within the sort of there is also torchlight, multiple torch lights. You see a completely barren warehouse floor. Uh and you said a sixteen is what you rolled? Sixteen, yeah. That's what Jesus. Uh and you see tombstones lit in this sort of you see a lot of dirt, you see a lot of tombstones. Like, in in the the basement of this building. Uh, They definitely are misshapen. They're not, yeah, it looks like you can't see too far into the darkness, because there's only so much torchlight, but it looks like there's, like, rows and rows of tombstones, like a cemetery in the basement of this factory. Which, you fully know, like, you live in this town. It's not a cemetery in the bottom of this factory, but that's what you see through the window. Do I see it too? Yes. Yes.
3: Okay, I kind of have to, like, hyperventilate and get a little bit of flashbacks, but I'm like, okay, calm down, calm down.
0: It's okay. Alright,
1: I, I try to pick
0: open the window. Okay, yeah, give me a lockpicking check. Uh, you might have proficiency, you might not. I don't know. It's dex plus proficiency if you have that. Uh, what are your items? It's sleight of hand do plus proficiency if you're proficient in the These two, tool. I don't know if these tools do
1: I. Wait, I don't think I can. I don't know if these tools. Uh,
0: you don't you have any lockpicking to tools? <laughs> um, honestly, that well uh i would allow a strength hit to pry the window open as well you would go for that have,
1: probably oh here have, you know. have, okay, you'd have to have. roll a
0: stealth check uh instead of just doing a normal sleight of hand yeah i don't know
1: if that's the best way i might alert yeah. someone i want to look through uh, my spells real quick to see
0: well, look at your equipment you should have, have something. something backpack parchment ink pen i'll let you use your pen if you take pen. like okay if you do a flat slide i of feel hand like check, that's
1: cheating i don't i'm not gonna i am not going to i not i'll, it I'll make it harder tools. with a pen
0: you might like break your pen if you do it but yeah you have to ink pen i'm okay. just gonna try, i'm
1: gonna try to force the lock so not break the window but just try to just try to force it open
0: okay well that's um, a strength that's a strength, strength check from you uh as strong Duncan boy Zaxfate.
1: uh let's 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 give it a go uh, it is a nine
0: uh, That's a nine um, You set your coffee cup down You try to open it, you knock your coffee cup over You spill boiling hot coffee on your hand You shake it off and you go, ow And it doesn't open Matt, do you want to give it a go? Annihilator. Tell me uh,
3: this. I have Pass Without Trace so I can just try and get us in by going to the front door instead And find a way down
0: That's totally What is fair. What does Pass Without Trace do? It's a plus ten it, to everybody's stealth Oh Yeah Alright So uh, you cast uh, Pass Without Trace, uh, a very cool spell that just sort of... You basically start like a quick sort of like puff of smoke from like fire in your hands. All you need is like a quick stick. You grab fire and this sort of smoking stick basically shrouds you all in a cloud of smoke as you all walk through the night and through the front door uh, to see that there was one other person standing at attention. Uh, This is uh, one of the players... Uh, a very just sort of a very tall, threatening-looking player with, like, sort of longish hair, Uh, yeah, she would have absolutely tried to beat you guys up if they're sort of light trickered. it, but since you're not only in smoke and in shadow, uh, I'll say you instantly pass uh, and then can make a stealth check to go through uh, the basement undetected. There's, like, a proper, like, this is sort of like an offloading ramp into the basement uh, you can find, so it's a pretty wide open, like, wide enough for a car. Into the sort of basement area. Uh, I got a nine. <laughs> oh wait, plus ten though, plus right?
3: 10. Yeah. Wait, is it? Wait, but is it? But is it also plus? Um... Yeah, plus
0: yourself, uh, it's okay. plus yourself plus ten. yeah. Okay, so yeah,
3: so, uh, uh, 20, Matt does have to
0: roll with disadvantage, so.
3: Oh yeah. So twenty-two.
0: Yeah, though two of you pass, so you get. A... But let's we'll see if Mad can do it.
2: I just got a twenty-six, so.
0: Mm-hmm. disadvantaged. I can do
3: it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I got a thirty the first time, so I was like, oh, yeah. "Hell yeah!" That i but f- I forgot about, yeah, it. That's that's about a, I mean, great. I I'll, I'll,
0: this. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with it. It's a very dark room. It's very easy to slip by undetected. Uh, do either investigation. You can do well, like whatever sort of sight check you want to see to ask different questions about the environment. Uh, it's very strange. The basic thing you get is that this is, there are tombstones, dirt, clumps of grass, and a full mausoleum in the back.
3: Okay, I got a twenty-one on perception.
0: As you all walk. Okay, 21 on perception. Uh, You tell that there are three other students. There's, um, I said like eight students went missing, right? Uh, Three already counted for, three more are in the different rows of the cemetery, just sort of walking back and forth. And like a very sort of, um, for lack of a better word, robotic nature. Are we in this room Um, right now? Do we walk in? Yeah, you guys are in this uh, cemetery before we look in the scene. Um, Yeah, this definitely has all the items of a cemetery for some reason. Uh, nobody has rolled an Investigation to find out why just yet, but...
2: I am rolling Investigation next, and I rolled an 18.
0: An 18?
2: I've been rolling good. My plus one modifier hasn't been having to do a ton of work.
0: Jeez, it's really good, yeah. So, looking at the Investigation, look at the sort of unsettlingness of the of the dirt, the sort of sloppy nature of the tombstones. This is basically a cemetery recreated by memory. Uh, You see that whoever had to do this basically had to pick up gravestones, tombstones, and lug it around. Yeah, basically, it seems like somebody picked up, removed parts of the cemetery, and moved it to this location. With, like, just how the dirt is on sale, It's very loose dirt on this, like, sort of hard stone ground. Uh, Clumps of grass have been taking along with just, like, tearing, like, these tombstones out of the ground. Uh, But you can tell you're, like, above stone right now, so there's no, like, graves or bodies here. It's just, like, tombstones and the one mausoleum in the back.
1: No bodies
2: detected. Just gravestones. They seem like they've been placed deliberately, though, perhaps
1: from memory. I have a quick question: Is are there any light sources in the room? That's what I was going to um, ask. There's
0: oh. about two torches for every row. You can see the center aisle, and you can see the other two aisles. But the actual, you can slink between uh, just perfect darkness, in between uh, all the sort of tombstones. There's about five. how big would the basement be? I'll say about, there's about eight tombstones for every row and there's three rows. So
1: so these are like, these are torches you said? Yeah. So we can't just blow them out. Honestly. Um, But, but we didn't discuss this. The magic item that the antique shop owner gave me mm -hmm. was an alchemy jug. That creates acid, poison, beer, honey, or mayonnaise on command. Indeed, (laughs) The five food groups. Um, And and also coffee as well. And so I am going to to douse all... I'm going to try to sneak around and douse all of these flames with coffee.
0: Yeah, there's no external light activating the students uh, that I set up in this encounter. So you just... um, uh, So yeah, you all guys fan out in your sort of separate direction investigating. Uh, Eli, do you want to do like a visual check to see like if you can get Arcana get nature get yeah sure the i'll do an investigation check
1: oh no we matter i did an investigation check on the grave so i guess i'll mm-hmm. do our i do arcana see what's going on that's a 15
0: arcana there's definitely some magic coming from the mausoleum and the basic magic you've detected from the charmed students in here uh but you feel uh, a sort of odd absence um of arcana weirdly enough uh, right outside like this sort of front area you see there this sort of coffin just standing in front of this mausoleum with like no sort of magic on it like at all for some odd reason
3: um, I roll a 17 a nature check
0: uh, nature check uh, you see um, over the past few days um, you see the back row of this dirt is fresh like just today or, you know, during the night, during the darkness, um, all this burnt and these last few tombstones are brought in. The cemetery is complete here. And then the further up you go as you sort of sneak through the shadows in between gravestones, uh, well, the entire place is in darkness. So you can, guys can pretty much walk freely. You look in and the dirt is like dated uh, about a half a day after the students went missing. So basically you can you can definitely tell like, the sort of dirt in the front of the sort of basement area has definitely settled near the mausoleum. Like the mausoleum was dragged here first by multiple students and then mm. through that. And you see what? the grass. Um, it's just normal grass. So Sorry, nothing where, too magical, where is the, nothing the too coffin that the you said?
1: There's a, there's a coffin? The coffin
0: is directly in front of the mausoleum in front okay. of like the main... You interior. said there's no
1: magic coming from it. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to whisper... Uh, uh, um, Annihilator Holly um, Go out to the f- the, the main the, the front room that we just uh, That we just sneaked into um, I'm going to open the coffin So just get out not of the, room so the... I'm
0: going
1: no, to leave you I'm going to leave you Trust me I have an idea And so as they leave I cast invisibility On myself <laughs> And turn invisible <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Ooh, Yeah.
0: Alright what happens when I open the coffin you open the coffin up and you see a very disheveled looking – you see an incredibly disheveled looking sweat pouring down his face, a loose tie, um, basically torn of a jacket. You see like his fingernails are a little bit just sort of uh, – yeah, you see like his fingernails are just sort of dulled and like he's got blisters on his fingers just trying to claw out uh, of this coffin as he breathes heavily uh, you see the face of Pietro Pride a very elderly sort of grayish man a uh, very industry magnate of the town just like oh, who's there who's there please wait i'm 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 i'm, I'm sorry please uh, look uh, i'm i'm sorry if i if i did anything just wait, just 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 leave my boy out of this please i don't need to— <gasps> as you hear uh, from the mausoleum. uh, You feel a strange like surge of presence crawling out of the back of this sort of mausoleum to the left of the coffin. You hear, it feels like, you feel the ground shake a little bit, but it's a very light footstep with like claws scraping along the stone underneath the soft dirt uh, brought in uh, from the mausoleum. You see a red torchlight light light behind uh, this creature. As you see uh, in partly silhouette, Partly other strange curiosities, Uh, you see first a deer skull stand 11 feet above the ground. You see a large deer skull covered in just a strange green aura with a few green sort of toxins dripping down its neck onto its sort of weird emaciated long lengthy torso. Multiple feet long limbs of arms with large claws just sort of steps out and these sort of faint little hooven legs uh, also dripping with like a strange just sort of toxic waste just sort of steps out of the mausoleum and you don't see its mouth move you just see its like deer skull jawline open just a little bit to let out these strange eldritch whispers uh, to the entire space equally and you see instantly at attention uh, the other sort of enchanted students look at this sort of scene of Pietro begging for forgiveness for whatever he's done.
1: I I make a religion check to see what this deer monster is.
0: Uh, Sure thing. 23. You can definitely tell this is some type of undead nature spirit uh, leaning towards more of uh, the hell variety. Imagine like a sort of mix between a sort of in your in your readings, uh, in your research, you have a lot of, like, magical tomes in the antique shop. Uh, you can see just, like, the Feywild has, like, their own just sort of hell and heavens court. Uh, and you can definitely tell this is, like, a demonic, like, thing from something called the, the Feywild that you know in your readings. And you see a very mysterious just sort of hoof and beast saunter over, over this man. And uh, everybody make a wisdom saving throw as you see this thing just sort of walk out. I get a four... You are frightened of this creature. It is very unsettling, and you are frightened of what he's about to do. Uh, what did everybody else, bro?
2: I got a fourteen.
3: I got fifteen.
0: Yeah, fourteen, fifteen, save.
3: Oh wait, no, I got a eighteen actually, but yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. DC was uh. Only about a 10. This is a very simple thing. Uh, so, Eli, you're going to want to get away from this creature in any way you can. You could take normal actions as well, but your movement has to be to get further away from this creature. All right. As um, you see it saunter up, he lets out these sort of more eldritch uh, whispers. Uh, were you going to say something, Eli? Yeah.
1: So, I have to move away, but... The, on your turn, I yeah. am a, oh, oh, I do it visible, through. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't see you at all. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So uh, All um, of you are still pretty well hidden after your yeah. self-check, so...
1: So I, as I, as I run away, you. I you know run into the corner of the basement. And from the corner, uh, I'm out of spell slots, so I'm casting Eldritch Blast again.
0: Oh, wait. Or- if you're frightened, I don't think you can attack this creature as well. Oh, okay. All Where right. is that? Well, you I cower t- in the corner. T- <laughs>
1: That's all I do.
0: Yeah, you cower in the corner. Um, and you see out <clears throat> the back of this creature, you see four tendrils of skulls sort of pop out from his back and like surround him as, they, as these tendrils have like human skulls that also have these strange sort of whispers spread out around uh, Pietro. And Pietro's like, listen, I, I, I didn't know anyone, anyone living was there. I, I didn't know. Enough. You are in my, my domain. domain. I, I am, am not living and neither were my people. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't my fault. It was, it was Roy's fault, okay? He's the guy that always puts on this sort of can-do attitude about the lower side of town, but he wanted some good cash, and so he sold me the rights to the plots of...
2: Can I do a quick, uh, like, perception check or something to see if I can figure
0: out who Roy is? Um, you know that Roy is, like, the other side. So basically there's, like, bigs, like, sort of... I mean, I guess the simple example two families on the different sides of town, you know, on the poorer side of town uh, that wasn't driven by industry, but more driven by, you know, a lot of spots. Um, The owner of the cemetery, Aaron Roy, uh, was the father of Angel Roy, was um, the owner of the local cemetery, and. You can definitely tell, like, on that side of town, he's a very, like, spiritual leader on his side of town, runs the South Pine Church, is affluent-ish, uh, is sort of seen as a, uh, as a more, you know, sort of middle-class people person to talk with the sort of rich side of town about, you know, getting their rights and all that stuff. It's just like a classic Romeo and Juliet kind of thing of just like, oh, two big families. They kind of take over a lot of, like, you know, the town's infrastructure and things like that. Listen, it's a fault. Uh, you see one of the skulls pipes up, stares him down, is just like, how dare you? and the creature re- reels that skull back. Roy has already made his peace, and now you must make yours. You invaded my domain, and now I will have yours. And then you see one of his tendrils goes and basically stabs into uh, the sort of body of Pietro. It's just like, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You dare, but you're filth you're wasted my home now you will no longer waste the air of where i walk and you see basically he gets like skinnier and it gets full last crusade and his like skin starts to shrivel. he starts to get gets skinnier and he goes <laughs> as he sort of wails out in pain he eventually loses all the air in his lungs as his skin just sort of shrinks up and turns to ashes as he sort of gets sort of heated up by the sort of green toxicity of it. And his sort of skin turns to ash, falls in a sort of puddle of this sort of green sludge, and only a skull remains, uh, completing a fourth skull on this sort of creature's tendrils. Uh, and Eli's the only person frightened by that, so no need to cause in <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I think... The only thing I can do as a frightened person is get the hell out of the basement.
0: Yeah, there's no exit on the corner you just ran to. So you Uh, guys are all hidden. Uh, You guys see four skulls. It's a little bit spooky. Um, But Eli, I will say, uh, you rolled another kind of... What check did you roll when you got up to the front? Religion. Uh, Religion, yeah. So basically you rolled religion. Uh, This thing is just sort of... Feywild kind of demon. Uh, this is the first monster you've seen in real life. Uh, this is the first, uh, well, not the first death you've seen since the tragic last case. Um, that is pretty small potatoes compared to what you just witnessed here. Uh, <laughs> on this town's mystery. But you definitely feel the danger as you are invisible and need to run away. Mm-mm. As you always have done in your teen sleep days. Yeah. You can't attack other students and get them out of their days, but you're worried that the creature might then see you, and you don't want to be seen. That's what you've always wanted. you always want to hide.
1: Yeah, I run over and, and whisper frantically in, in my, uh, what's the word, compatriots, <laughs> yeah. I suppose, ears, yeah. and say, uh, Fellow sleuths. We, we need to get out of here this He just murdered Pietro
0: Pride.
3: We have to help these people. If we don't do anything, they're all going to die.
0: And just as you say that, you see both Johnny Pride and Angel Roy walk out into the center of this sort of path, about to get consumed the same way. You will all forever be a part of my domain, as I finally become victorious.
3: Can I... Can I yell out, hey, asshole?
0: Yes, you can. All right. Hey, asshole! You see he turns towards you as he looks towards you, and you just hear a high-pitched roar, a high-pitched screech as the monster turns towards you and Matt. All
2: right, I, I tell the rest of the group... Combat
0: inevitable. Take up battle positions. And you all roll initiative. Uh, we'll say Eli gets a free uh, surprise round because he was very surprised about what opening the coffin did. <laughs> so he was able to run away uh, on his turn. And I'm um, and still invisible, too. You can also <laughs> cast a cantrip. Uh, Inti- <clears> you're invisible until you cast a cantrip or make an attack, I think. Yeah. So.
3: Um, I rolled
0: a 21. Little. I got 9. 21? Oh, my Lord.
1: And I rolled a okay.
0: 16. But I gotta go first anyway. For I gotta surprise Andre. So you're saying uh, you already did your spread round and running away, so you're basically at the same place with everybody else. Uh, obviously, first is Holly Harmon uh, taking initiative uh, as the strong female protagonist, she is. What do you want to do, Holly?
3: All right, um, I'm going to cast Scorching Rays. And so wait, the, so there's like several Ooh. heads. If I aim for different heads, do they have? Maybe th- maybe I don't know the answer to this. Do they have different like hit points?
0: Yeah, they are, they all have different hit points. Uh, mechanically, this is uh, they're multiple sort of creatures uh, with one big okay. boss creature.
3: All right, I'm so gonna make
0: attack wherever you want.
3: Um. Oh wait, do I have to roll? I forgot. Do I have to roll dice, or can I just cast it?
0: Uh, Scorching hey. ray is an attack, I believe. Yeah. Scorching ray.
3: Cause does I have to beat their armor class?
2: Yeah, it it says on a hit, so it looks so like yeah, you, you just too. make an attack to beat their armor class.
0: Yeah, you roll an attack, do two C six fire damage on a hit. Yep, yeah. range spell attack. Uh,
3: I got seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven,
0: twelve. Um, ooh, twelve exactly hits. Son of a gun!
3: Wow, two.
0: Okay, uh, you don't add anything to that?
3: No, because there's but there's three separate rays, so I'm I'm gonna shoot one of the rays at the middle the big guy, and then two okay. like the ones in the front so two fire damage to each of them
0: okay two fire damage to um the mechanically they are imps so yeah two to yeah you say you're cool one-liner and you blast the guy as a bonus action you can do something else a little bit special
3: oh wow um can my bonus action be to pull out my turtle indeed all I'm gonna whip him out of my, my like messenger side bag.
0: Yeah, with your hand still steaming, still smoking with that super powerful Scorching Ray spell that dealt two epic damage. You basically, <laughs> while your hand is still hot, the turtle hops in your hand and you see the shell, uh, Matt and Eli, you see the shell of this turtle sort of heat up to like this sort of volcanic rock and just basically from the inside, it basically curls up into the shell and ignites out like the back of his shell so that way he just like is a flying rocket turtle just flying around as a wildfire spirit is summoned inside of the turtle so this is a circle of wildfire druid uh you get a super you use a wild shape to summon a wildfire spirit that does a lot of cool stuff uh on its next turn and now uh after that we go to uh duncan uh duncan make another wisdom saving throw to stop your frightening condition B to 10. 13. Yep. Uh, you are no longer afraid of this creature, but you are still a cowardly man, so play it how you look.
1: <laughs> you are freed from the friend right. condition. Um, just a little bitch boy. <laughs> <laughs> I peek out from behind the mausoleum. Consider then. casting a uh, uh, an Eldritch uh, Bolt, or whatever it's called.
0: Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. You grab another cup of coffee out, and you splash coffee. Well, no, coffee I consider at. doing
1: it, then realize if Ooh. I do that, I'll no longer be invisible, um, and and start to to kind of freak out. And so instead, I uh, make my way out of the the like my spot behind the mausoleum and and towards the door.
0: <laughs> as You're I as I, I
1: pass comments. by my, my my fellow sleuths. I—I I mean, they don't know that I'm there until I whisper. You guys, we need to get out of here.
3: Dude, I am not leaving. This mount, this monster is going to kill everyone unless we do something.
1: This—this this isn't what—this isn't what we're supposed to do. Remember the last time that we tried to solve a mystery this bad? Remember what happened? Sometimes this, you this to, isn't for us. Sometimes you have to put aside the past and do the right thing, Duncan. You're right. I mean, what what would we even do if we if we ran away, right? Ugh, we have to we have to do something now.
3: I'm pretty sure if we don't, we're all going to die anyway. So,
1: <laughs> turn around and I cast an Eldritch Blast, uh, right on Big Deer Skull Face,
0: right on the big boy, evenly with everybody. Epic hero moment, standing side Boom. by side.
1: And <laughs> I roll a twelve.
0: Is that a hit? Twelve exactly hits, oh, baby. Yes. Roll the damage. bro. My damage is a ten. Holy shit! Vavoom! Yeah, you, in a proper hero moment, set up to a T. You do the right thing for once, and you blast one of these things' horns straight off. With your burning coffee you do it. It reacts to like the toxic waste in a way to where the coffee kind of overpowers the waste because it's way more toxic to your body because it's evil eldritch coffee. The creature again screeches out but this time in pain as he wretches back and all the other mind controlled charmed students scream in the same way uh, from their own multiple ways uh, but then fall to the ground unconscious. Uh, as this creature is now has its full attention to you all, after getting absolutely rocked by a piping hot coffee—we're talking like McCafe level of so hot—it's—it's it's getting hot in here.
3: We're in for a lawsuit.
0: Matt, it's now your turn.
2: Uh, I turn to the group and say, "As you've chosen combat, I suggest letting me take the fire. You guys hang back and do what you can from range before." turning around taking off my hat of my hat of disguise using a bonus action to channel divinity mark the big guy as a present threat Ooh, so
0: read that bad boy off man
2: yeah so present threat I take a bonus action to mark an enemy as a threat to the future or Eli's future in this case uh, as an action <laughs> I choose a creature within 30 feet, and he has disadvantage on all saving throws. And all allies add the damage of my Divine Smite to the first time they land a hit on the creature. And my Divine Smite is... Um, so, I'm only using level 1 spells, I believe. Yeah. So, you guys add a... One d8 of radiant damage to the first attack you land on, on the big boy.
0: Mm.
2: Nice. After this, I assume. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: makes sense. Mm. Yeah, so Matt, uh, you use your bonus action. Uh, You go 25 feet within the creature, and you're in melee range already. Wow. Mm. All right. As
2: I walk up, I draw my greatsword, which is a machete that I found in the antique shop. Uh, and, and sharpened before we left uh and uh and I'm, I'm i I I think I'll uh I'll uh I'll I'll take a little swing at that dude
0: Yeah, take a swing on him.
2: All right. Um great sword <laughs> I rolled an eight.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Damn. Uh, and you you see uh, the creature now angry at you, walks towards you and catches your machete in your hand and, it's, and, again, screeches right directly into your face as the tendrils then also move in on you.
2: Recalculating combat strategy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, and now uh, we're on the... Uh, skulls' turn. So the Skulls are gonna um, Two of them are gonna the ones got that got hit by Maddie are gonna go towards Maddie. And um actually on the um Skulls' turn, one of them sacrifices themselves and basically adds their HP total to the creature. So you see um to gain back hit points the creature just sort of sucks in one of the tendrils back in and the skull completely submerges itself in this sort of strange toxic waste part of his back of his just sort of very emaciated kind of demon form and uh he gains uh back five hp so yeah one of the imps sacrificed their life for that but the rest of them are gonna go after two of them are gonna go after maddie one of them will go after matthew as he's just marked him as a present threat so Just gonna go there. So yeah, the tendrils extend further and further out the creature's back as they move closer to you. Um, The 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 their imp stats. uh, They're gonna take a swing at the annihilator, or better known as Kyle. Kyle. (laughs) So yeah. Ooh, they roll a non-natural twenty to hit. Ooh, that that hits. <laughs> that hits, and uh, that deals. <laughs> God damn it! That deals four damage. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, not a lot of their their attack is literally called bite, but a little bit more bark if I'm, if I'm honest. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. They're
2: little just little biting ammo. metals. <laughs> yeah, <'cause...
0: laughs> And now it is the creature's turn. He closes the distance with you, Matt. And he swings. He reels up with his claws and strikes down at you. Oh, and he rolled a 19. He's going to hit you. And uh,
2: Yeah, that's my AC. <laughs>
0: he's going to do... Oh man, what is he going to do? Uh, he only does five damage on anyone's first attack. Ooh. And he's going to take his next attack as he goes to take one of his skinny hoof legs and smash your kneecap with it to basically get you on the ground is what he's going to attempt to do. So that's not going to be as good of an attack. Um, oh, he rolled a nine plus... Oh no. That's fifteen to hit. Does that hit?
2: Oh I have a I have a nineteen AC, so
0: <laughs> Bro, what? Yeah, he goes to hit you with your hooves, uh, but you just don't bend at all. Uh you basically you very much impress this creature as you take your hat and he sees you as a robot and just goes <laughs> <laughs> The fuck? <laughs> yeah, he's very weirded out by a full ro- robot. He doesn't know what the hell he's looking at. Kind of like you guys uh, going back to the initiative top of top of the order. Holly, um,
3: are the two skulls that are f- coming towards me are they like on the same square or are they or like five feet within each other?
0: Uh, they are five feet within each other. Yes.
3: Okay, so Fitzgerald the turtle is going to use his fiery teleportation, and he's going to teleport um, within five feet of those two skelly boys. And each of them have to make a dexterity saving throw um, against my spell save which is 13.
0: One of them rolls a 13. Other one uh, rolls a 12.
3: Okay, so it's 13 to save, so I only hit one of them. Um
0: okay, it's not half okay. damage on a save?
3: Um it just it says either they they make the save or they take the damage.
0: Right. So,
3: question, it does say 1d6 plus proficiency bonus fire damage. Where I don't know what that is for
0: him, though. That's 1e6 uh, plus 2 for you.
3: Okay. So it'd be 5.
0: You see one of them cowers behind the other skull. Um, you can definitely tell that was Pietro hiding behind Roy uh, once again. And uh, you deal a fair bit of damage to one of the monsters. They are looking very badly hurt. Their tendrils are kind of like... It's definitely like sopping closer to the... It's definitely like sagging closer to the ground than like the other tendrils. Uh, you can see. Uh, we move on to Eli. You just did your Incredible. hero moment, you did a, a full 10, and you're doing well. Oh wait, uh, Maddie, you also have an action if you want to use that, since that was the bonus action to command Jared. Oh, I can,
3: act- I can attack too? Yeah. Okay, I'm running uh, out of spells here. Alright, I'm gonna do um, Earthen Grasp on the one that whatever one didn't just take damage. Um, Ooh. So he has to make a strength saving throw.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Five minus two. That's going to be a three.
3: Okay, so he failed. (laughs) Um, Okay, so he takes 2d6 bludgeoning. So that is Uh -uh. six.
0: Vaporized. You see this guy (laughs) go up to the skull, completely crush it into dust. As one of the tentacles retreats back into his back, and uh, the creature once again howls in pain. Ah! Uh, as we go back to Eli's turn. Okay, Maddie stays there, uh, completely owning the scene. Female pro tag, one hundred percent. Past the Bechdel Kest of kicking ass. Eli, what do you do on your turn? Um, I.
1: Let's see. What's your
2: constitution, Matt? Mine is plus three.
1: Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the map, and uh, AoE looks like it might be a little bit effective uh, here. Well, AoE, so, you can angle it
0: with both... Both the skull uh, by Matt and also the creature without hitting Matt. If you That's center not it somewhere how this
1: else, works. oh, it's on the creature. Um, what spell? Are you I am about to thunderstep.
0: <laughs> so uh-oh.
1: thunderstep.
0: Okay, now hold on. Sorry, I hope sorry, I sorry, sorry, to, sorry to burst the bubble of the thunderstep. I dude. run the thunderstep. Uh, works in the way that you have thunderstep as a cantrip. What? Hell's yeah, boy! Fuck that's wild. So that hurts where you're coming from, not where you're going. So that's, well, just that's why I'm gonna Maddie. run. Ex-
1: I'm gonna run precisely to where Matt is standing.
0: <laughs> you full sprint to where Matt's standing. Uh, so about here, and then I, I, I cast
1: uh, thunderstep. Thunderstep, uh, uh, teleporting to the corner, the bottom right corner. So, and as I leave. Uh, you take uh, anyone who fails a Constitution saving throw takes three D10 thunder damage okay, uh... in <laughs> the yeah. in the ten feet radius of where I was. Yeah. So Matt, you have a good I'm Constitution. Saving. So <laughs> I, I think this nineteen. <laughs> I, I brought you into this world. I can take you out of it.
0: Yeah. So Matt, I mean, he still takes half damage on on that, right? So that saves. Back to the fucking tome, dude. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, half damage. Anyone who is below a 12, who who rolls less than a 12 uh, uh, in a constitution saving throw will take full damage. Oh my
0: god, the creature rolls a 4. What's Hmm. a
3: cantrip? That's crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The imp (laughs) does roll a 16, so the imp just sort of like puts tendrils its way uh, again, another cowardly skull, goes behind Matt, lets him take like half damage, Uh, but the creature takes the full damage of what? Twenty-four. <laughs> no, he doesn't. You're you're fucking yeah. you're fucking, fucking liar. Three
3: D ten. That's crazy. Oh That's a
2: catch. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Shit.
0: Well Mac uh, as a warlock pack to the tome, you get free spells, so. Damn, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's what that's why it's fun. Thank you, thank you. So Twenty He's looking bad until he absorbs uh the other l- dinky little guy. Uh the imp that was hiding faced his wrath anyways, he absorbs him and gets back Ugh. only four health. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh and um but Matt takes half of that. So twenty two points yeah. of damage is on that. No, takes.
2: no, Matt Matt, you take twelve. I take twelve. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Well done, let me, let me whip out the calculator
1: real
0: quick. You can you get a calculator
2: to do that, Matt? I oh, mean, I don't need to, but it's just oh, easier. Oh, did
0: you roll your D8 against him as well, Eli? That's the first time uh, you hit him. Roll my D8, what? What's that? Yeah, And also he rolls oh, disadvantage yeah, on saving throws. Damage, that's right. I didn't <laughs> even roll disadvantage oh, God, on saving throws for him, and he still rolled a four. Uh, let, me, let me pull my extra D8 of damage from Matt's great
1: move see you... the one so <laughs>
0: yeah but he would have had disadvantage on that saving throw so i was i was false on that part jesus fucking christ uh matt try to follow that up i guess all right the creature's the only thing <laughs> left near you and uh he's looking he's <laughs> looking bad you see the sc- half of his skull cracks away in the thunderstep and explosion as like the sound shatters like part of its skull Uh, That still has the antler on it and like teeth and like skull uh, from this deer and like a lot of toxic from this deer skull flies away with a lot of toxic waste and acid as it looks badly, badly hurt. All right.
2: After he hits me. Uh, The part that takes damage, you know, kind of like Tony Stark-ish, some of the armor like readjusts. I, I recompute some attack strategy. You see some code like start running, uh, and I, I go kill mode activated. My eyes turn from blue to red. And uh, as I, as I go to jam my machete machete just right into his face, I yell, "No no one walks away and oh I,
0: uh, I roll for
2: damage oh my god i got a fucking 11.
0: yeah what'd you get to attack
2: uh, 11 on attack
0: <laughs>
1: oh, okay. well maybe he walks away
0: <laughs> he might walk away <laughs> <laughs> honestly on his last legs uh as a reaction as a legendary action Ooh. uh I, I was saving this ability for him but i'll just do it now he absorbs the toxic waste into his body um, as a result of getting a few different hit points a few a fair few hit points back uh, he lowers his own AC to seven Ooh. so that attack does hit as I forgot <sighs> to take that legendary action just a second ago so yeah, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a wacky homebrew fight so that does that attack does land roll a d8 plus whatever other damage you want to do
2: all right do it I get the the radiant damage right from
0: you do. You do get d D8 eventually. from radiant damage if you don't decide to uh, use a spell slot to do divine smite as well, because that just oh, uh, I happens I am him.
2: gonna do that. <laughs> I'm gonna use some divine smite on his ass, yeah, or wrathful huh? smite.
0: Sorry, wrathful uh, smite is a spell. Divine smite is a feature. Oh wait, it's yeah, just, you're, a, you're right. You're right. Different.
2: You're right. You're right. No, I'm I'm doing my divine smite shit. Uh, so I get an extra d D8, D8, D8. That's what I get. Okay, so, uh, 17 damage is what I just did.
0: So, as his legendary action, he absorbs the toxic toxicity into his body. You basically feel a lot of his wounds, like, fill with, like, this strange, like, toxic waste. His eyes, like, glow green with, like green fire like he's this is like a second phase of the boss fight and you see Matt just stab a machete into his neck and like toxic waste <laughs> just like spills out he loses his fire in his eyes uh, as he just sort of squeals out uh, in pain still up but by not a lot of points oh man he's looking really bad uh, but we're back on into his turn uh, and another imp um, sacrifices its life to uh, give hit points back to him as he is barely hanging on. Uh, This other imp uh, continues his last bit of movement uh, to Maddie, Uh Uh-oh. As uh, he's going to try to chomp you. Not the chomp. Uh, 11 plus... uh, What? 11 plus 5. That's a 16 to hit. That hits. He's going to hit for 5 points of damage
3: question what kind of damage is
0: that um physical okay say five, Oh five. wait no sorry piercing physical damage isn't a real thing i'm a fool and a liar and a bad boy dm <laughs> sometimes <you> say- <laughs> i get rules wrong on purpose uh, <laughs> you say five yep okay
3: cool
0: yeah he chomps you right in your leather jacket uh and like puts a hole in it as it chomps into your arm uh you definitely feel bruising but uh it doesn't pierce the skin yet
3: now I'm pissed. That's my jacket.
0: yeah, and then we're back to the centaur on death store um Eli is very far away, so he can't one shot him uh in disgust and fear. Uh, he's gonna do take two attacks on Matt again after that device oh, might um yeah nineteen on the die again. oh my God.
2: Also, I accidentally misread my AC and it's actually eighteen, not nineteen. So that does hit me.
0: <laughs> Disgusting.
2: But it doesn't. Luckily, it doesn't change anything that happened. Yeah, before, it did so not
0: change the last one yet. Yeah. So, oh my god, what's he gonna do? He can't charge anyone. He doesn't have gore either. He's just gonna claw you first for one D ten plus four. Oh, he rolled a nine. That's 13 damage on you, boy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, golly. Oh, jeez. Uh-oh.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he also has one more hoof attack that he's going to use to hit you. Bludgeoning dick He rolled a fucking four. <laughs> I'm oh. only rolling 19s and fours in this fight. <laughs> right. I absolute games.
2: I am barely holding on to life. <laughs> I'm, uh, we go back I am to Hollywood.
3: All right, so this, imp this punk that is this punk that is ruined my favorite jacket. I am gonna produce flames, and that makes the flame in my hand. And because he's right next to me, I am gonna take the flame and just punch it right into his face. Hell yeah! <clears throat> his stupid face. Um.
0: Um. Produce flame deals. Uh, a d8 of fire damage so that's your one sort of skill. yeah
3: oh but i only got an eight oh, Does that hit
0: you only got an eight as a d oh um oh i think it does i think hold on ac for the skulls you guys haven't swung on the skulls yet it's all saving throws sorry oh 13 armor class they're very dexterous so all hit. right <laughs> You can do bonus action to command turtle uh, to command Gerald again, or you can bonus action as a spell because you can cast a cantrip and a spell in the same turn, but not two spells.
3: Well, that produce flame was a cantrip.
0: Yep. So you can do a bonus action spell if you have any of those.
3: Can I use Fitzgerald to do a bonus action?
0: Uh, you can do it originating from him, I think. Yeah.
3: Okay. Like originating
0: I'll
3: have, from. I'll have him use um, flame seed then. And uh, he also needs it's a attack. He got mm. twenty one. I'm pretty sure that's gonna hit.
0: Oh uh, yeah, you're attacking the creature or the skull.
3: <laughs> um, he'll attack the creature.
0: Okay. Uh, Gerald rockets towards the creature. Uh, bonks him right in the head.
3: Oh, wait, it's a range right attack, so he stays where he is.
0: Okay, he turns his like little turtle butt towards them and just blast them with a fireball real quick uh, uh, that's, what's the damage on that
3: it's gonna be a six
0: there's another six damage <laughs> okay you guys are all <laughs> level <laughs> level four okay we're gonna move on uh eli you're up uh you're in the back corner uh the i don't think you can close distance with anyone again the thunderstep.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't get to anyone, but I can still reach them with some of my. You can spells. still use your
0: movement. That's true.
1: Yeah. Um, Please don't thunderstep again. Notice, I will not thunderstep again. I promise. I promise. Although I could, it is a cantrip. trip. Um, yeah, I, I think noticing that the battle is is just about in our hands. Um, I'm going to use my use of. Reaction to address the demon. What is it again? What did I. The creature. Just the creature? Yeah. I'm going to address the creature and ask, uh, what are you doing here? Why are you trying to kill all these people? Ah, They dumped their waste.
0: They're poisoned my land, my home. And, and now, now have I've taken their, their hopes forfeit and their lives as payment.
1: I don't want to come off as arrogant, but I don't think we're going to let you do that.
0: <sighs> he screeches at you again uh, with half of a face, to- toxic goop, toxic sludge dripping from his like bleeding form after those like divine machete hits <laughs> but what i
1: but i think what pietro did was wrong and i and as long as you pro, as long as you promise that you won't harm these people here i we we will not finish this battle Fuck
3: you! Yeah, that's not an option, I don't think.
1: (laughs) All right. Yeah, and I I will cast an Eldritch Blast on Big Boy.
0: 23. That hits. 23 to hit? That hits. That does hit.
1: And
0: it hits for (sighs) 8 damage. He is on death's door, being reduced from 10 (laughs) hit points to 2 hit points. Uh, oh God! And it's back to Matthews' action. All right, I got something. Matt, you do have lay on hands. Nice. If you think you can finish if you off can the hit him later. with a seven AC.
2: Oh yeah, that's true. Where did I put that? Um, all right, I got something cool in mind. Uh, it's playing a little fast and loose with some of the mechanics. Uh, but I think for cool last moments it'll be it'll be cool if i if i land my attack roll
0: <laughs> we'll land that hit pro All right. oh, wait is it an action to use land hands
2: well here wait here here's Might my be idea over that way uh or for healing hands
0: that's an actions my man yeah
2: so that's an action My baby. i i'm not gonna do that <laughs> i You're not gonna do that i'm willing to lay down my cybernetic life for my for my creator so when i why I stabbed him right right in his neck with the machete he kind of like reeled uh-huh. back and hit me and so it wrenched it out of my hands but luckily I've given myself a heavy crossbow which let's reskin as an old timey shotgun that I found in the uh, in the <laughs> antique oh. shot yeah. and, um, and as I crumple down onto one knee onto the ground after he takes those destructive hits on me i pull that out say Terminator 2, download it. Hasta la vista, baby. And just <laughs> blast him right in the chest. Yeah. And so, my attack to roll is... your
0: actual crossbow stats. Uh, before you roll for attacks, uh, you do have disadvantage with a ranged weapon this close. Mm. But I will say your hands are practically shotguns with iron fists, Warforged thing. so I'll let you roll an unarmed strike. So that's plus add your strength to that instead of disadvantage okay. crossbow attack all right I'm yeah ready. Eli looks on in horror as your hand transforms into a shotgun <laughs> which he also didn't design and you just blast this thing uh <laughs> if you hit that is
2: okay yeah so one d20 plus my strength is oh unnatural 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah roll your damage dude all right i need a where's my six
0: you have a plus three to strength he's automatic
2: all right three plus i roll damage. six damage
0: <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> Yes,
2: it worked!
0: <laughs> the max amount of damage, you obliterate this thing. This thing turns into just toxic sludge as you your hand transforms into a shotgun. You put it, the half of his skull that's left, you completely blast it open. The top half completely falls apart. And he just falls back five feet, launched back by the shotgun. Half of his body covered in toxic sludge. Just spills into the loose dirt of the mausoleum as he just sinks back into place uh, the imp uh, the sort of skull and the tendril that still survives um, just sort of looks around still alive and goes guess I'll I guess I'll die <laughs> and then he, goes, he turns himself into ash Uh, (laughs) as he gives up and you guys successfully save the students that they come out of Um, they come out of their charm grab their heads and just go oh what? what happened? (gasps) and they all just eight high schoolers scream at the top of their lungs just absolutely (laughs) freaking out Uh, as you all have saved the day as the pride pine sleuths once again and stopped a hellish a fey hell hellspawn from putting his graveyard in an abandoned factory.
1: Ooh. Yeah, we did, we did it. We did it. We did it, and it was cool as hell. Yeah. Incredible.
0: So, uh, <laughs> what what happens next with law enforcement, Abraham? Do you call someone on your Blackberries? Uh, you see, all the students are calling their parents. Like, oh my god, what the frick is happening? Uh, you see, uh, you see, uh, Angel and Johnny try to call their parents, uh, but the phones are ringing like in the dirt around them. Uh, As our dads were turned into skeletons. Uh, <laughs> oh god! Oh shit! Oh no!
3: Um. So wait, Matt's character is dead, right? He sacrificed himself for us, right? I I
1: lived. No, I live. <laughs> yeah, you I live. he's, he was he's just. Alive. He was
0: just. If he missed the attack, the uh, creature would have healed again and also. And he's a again. robot. I could have rebuilt him. There. Yeah. yeah. So I was gonna
3: say this, like it's like he he sacrificed <laughs> himself. as like a post-credit scene where we're rebuilding him, and his lights flicker back on as he comes back to life. <laughs> um. <laughs> we
0: like, can still have that scene but he's like, uh, we're just I mean, you can write up. that in the novel. For a little bit oh, more yeah. drama, he honestly should have died after yeah. that point. So that would be in the revision. For the and drama, base. I'll,
2: I'll kind of go into that, like, KO just got killed using his ult pose, go into, like, emergency exactly. <laughs> stabilization <laughs> uh, mode, and I'm just trying to, like, damage control on all the shit that's broken. Yeah.
0: <laughs> also, Matt, you can fans. fully use... You have enough time to use your on hands to heal. All your twenty hit points Ooh, back. Yeah, um, let's just do it. Yeah, shit. I'll just do them it. up.
3: All right. Yeah. When when Holly goes All back right. to her typewriter and records this for her next novel, she's gonna embellish a little gonna bit more embellish. than already has been. <laughs> now that she needs it, okay. cause it's you know pretty unbelievable as is.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So that pretty fucking sweet. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah you write in this book uh, yeah you write it uh, it's very good um, yeah how do you guys want to do for the epilogue do you want to like what's your relationship with like law enforcement uh, within this uh, you guys had a relationship uh, when you were children but now that you're you know teens and all that stuff do you want to explain what's happened do you want to explain you know uh, well I think something I think the big takeaway
1: that Duncan has, has realized in this whole moment is that law enforcement is useless <laughs> and terrible and that kids sleuths are really the future for this great nation abolish yeah. the police replace okay them with kids loose replace them with kids exactly. loose with killer with robots with killer robots we all we I, w- I would wrong. say that
3: we we like slip no, out so we don't have to yeah. explain what happened here because there's no way that anybody's going to believe a bunch of kids talking about an eldritch <laughs> horror that unleashed exactly. power on the town yeah,
1: so agreed i think we just go back to them mm-hmm. and also um, you probably exactly. don't want to let the police know you have a
2: killer robot yeah
1: also that
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you have a license for killer robots
0: Yeah, uh, Matt doesn't have his his hat on at the moment. So he has like people are freaking out because like there's a but there's like a dead monster covered in goo. There's ashes. They're in a graveyard in a stone basement. Uh, Their hands, they're they're super fatigued and tired because they because the students like were charmed to like carry a cemetery piece by piece (laughs) to like a building in the woods. Uh, so they feel pretty sick. Um, yeah, uh, so and it. then, but Matt puts on his his like hat, sunglasses come on. And he's just like, oh, thank God! It's just a. a it's very tall. Oh, it's Kyle. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And after all this sort of sense of heroics, uh, nobody really brings up until uh, a few days later. Uh, you guys, uh, I don't know how you guys' interactions have changed after Holly roped you into this, you know, thrilling mystery of magic and. Demonic intent. Um, but if you guys are together, you guys are separate, you all guys get summoned to the local uh, Pride's Pines p- Publishing Digital for an interview about what happened with the students. Uh, do you guys accept? Do you guys.
3: Holly's gonna I, decline.
1: I, I,
0: you don't, don't want to get your names back thing. out there?
1: Um, I go where they tell I me it he does. <laughs> <laughs> she says
3: okay. there's some mysteries that are best left unsolved. And she hangs up the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as I envision that, as she gets the call, she hangs it up. She turns back to her typewriter and then starts her novel detailing the events (laughs) of the uh, of the evening.
1: So is it
3: in
2: the H? Are we all at the HQ, or maybe she
3: brought her typewriter to the antique shop?
0: Antique shop. (laughs) Oh. very good Uh, ooh a new kind of character Holly uh, disappears from the Pride Pine Sleuths and becomes her own mystery writer in her own right as uh, we pull out of the antique shop uh, in the setting in the rising sun a few days later uh, you all have your you guys solved the mystery you guys saved uh, all the kids at the least Uh, there's still a lot of reparations to do in the town Uh, the newspaper has to cover a lot of the lead up and like what happened to it and all seems well Except as we pull out further and further, we see a mysterious white man. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say white van, but there's a white man in front of a white van. <laughs> <laughs> just, a mysterious totally white man.
1: I'm just. 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 I'm
0: just. I'm 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 just. i am just 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 as we fade to black in front of the antique shop.
2: Is that a setup for a potential sequel Uh, We'll talk about
0: it in the Talkback show when we record next week when I get back into town. But this will be a very long edit. Uh, For those at home, we recorded for (laughs) almost three hours because we had just so much fun playing D&D and I didn't write enough notes to make an actual mystery. So, (laughs) to be honest, um, I'm very glad Maddie made up her own thread and I was like, yeah, I'll make this thread for you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that works.
0: (laughs) That was very wonderful. uh... Thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for playing D&D with me. It's been far too long. Um, I'm glad to know uh, Oath of the Future wasn't completely broken. Uh, The Warlock class that's in the game was broken. (laughs)
1: Yes, which yes. the one that it already it's exists is completely broken. broken. It's the homebrew we made is totally balanced. The stuff that we're just working with that already exists, yeah. completely yeah. unbalanced.
0: Thank God I had a truly insane encounter uh Monster Setup, which I'll break down next week. Uh, All right.
1: when it's we been a pleasure, I'll convene again. Some...
0: Thank you so much, Thanks everybody. Thank you to Ollie Holm for listening and reviewing the show, because you should review, because review helps things sometimes. As we say at the end of every episode, stay safe, stay sane, everybody.